Welcome to Critical Apocalypse, episode 212, and you're still a cunt, even though you hit record. Welcome to episode 212, um, we're here again, in the scalding heat of the British summer, as the universe slowly implodes due to the carcinogenic gases released by several different things. That's not how the universe implodes, the universe implodes when the... Where everything gets far enough out that it will stop pulling itself back in. Well, but I mean, it'll take galaxy, billions of years. Our galaxy will implode when the sun no. goes supernova, no. won't it? No, no. suck everything, it becomes a black hole. I mean, hole. for us it may as well, but no, that's not how... Black holes don't just suck everything I in. thought that everything that orbits them eventually starts slowly spiralling into them. Not really, no. How's that work, then? No. Um, if What's the, the gravitational pull of a black hole? If the sun hole? imploded and turned into a black hole, yeah. its mass would still be the same. Okay. We would have no sun, we would have a black hole, but life would stop because we wouldn't have the friggin' the Literally. solar stuff. We would have been dead long before. Yeah. But yeah, the if the sun implodes, it becomes a black hole. Stuff nearby might go into it, but you know, dust and shit, but we're not gonna get sucked into it because we're too far away. We'll just stay in orbit. Would, would the gravi- gravitational pull not increase though? No. Does it not? No, because it's got the same mass. Same exact mass. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Smaller, yeah, because it's concentrated. Yeah, yeah, like dark matter. Yeah, yeah, but black holes ain't. That's why people get worried about black holes. You can fire a particle accelerator, blow up a black hole, make a little black hole on the Earth. Do you reckon a lot? Well, it's gas though, isn't it? Probably about as much as a as a Prius. (laughs) No, but it's it's gas, right? Yeah. So it doesn't really have a weight. It does. But like a minimal weight. So what Still. would the weight of the, the sun be? Quadrillions of tonnes. Really? Yeah. Because it's gas though, man. It's gas is pretty... It is... would weigh that much if you put it in a tank. Because the tank would weigh a lot. But how much does a gas weigh? Good Lord. Gas still has weight. Yeah, but I know. But like if I wanted to say... If I wanted a cubic square foot of gas... From the sun. How well, then you weigh? just eat a burrito. How much would that weigh? Make a cubic square. How what? much would that weigh? What? But oh, it depends what the gas is. I mean, it's on fire. Friggin' yeah, no, like, shit. I'm not going to change its, its state, gas. am I? Because I can't reverse fire. Could. Well, no, because it's a chemical reaction, so it creates other elements. Vacuum would suck the air down. The fire would It's already in a fucking reverse. vacuum. How much more vacuum can I put it in? I don't know, man. Like, it's if not you... in a vacuum locally. Friggin' the sun's so, like, gas certain, burning. Certain fuels, when you burn them, release water. I think you underestimate just what sort of reaction is going on within the sun. It's it's well, not like tell me, what sort of reaction it's not, just, is going it's not on like setting fire to one of your farts. No, I know it's not. But what I'm saying is the weight of a burning body of gas as it burns, the lift that's involved in heat rising in the first place. Which, by the way, actually, how would that work? Because it's 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 got its own gravity. So what is up? Up is relative. Yeah, so what's the... Does it have poles? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, so up would always be consistently north... Well, not north, no, no, but up. up. Well, up is relative to the core. Right? To where in the core the, the heat is positioned. Yeah, it's, it's so strange. if I get some of that left side heat, yeah. it's going to be going left. Yeah, it's very different, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new segment I'm going to call Matt Does Science Good. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Does Science Good with Anne. I'm going to end up on fucking... Simon Dan's channel or something. Why debunking? What did we? What did we say? As a there was nothing that we stated as a fact. I asked you questions that you couldn't answer. You said dogs couldn't look up. Dogs can't look up unless they're sitting down. They can look up. 
No, they can't. Not look directly up. I've seen a dog look up. No, you haven't. You haven't seen a dog, whilst in a standing position, look straight up in the air. Fucking hell. No, you haven't. Google, show me a picture of it. Show me a fucking picture of it. When they sit down, their spine is elevated in a way that allows them to look up. But if they are, if they are sit, if they are all legs up, can't look up. It's blasphemy. Look, as a definitive statement, dogs can't look up is wrong. With some context to the situation, they can look up. Ah, see, they can look up. Hmm. Case closed. You said dogs can't look up. Shut up. Oh, get on with you. No, actually, we're going to talk news. Starfleet oh, yeah. trailer. Yakuza stuff. I didn't stuff. watch it. Uh, Star- yeah, Yakuza. Yeah, Yakuza. You excited about Yakuza? You like Yakuza? What's Yakuza about? You're a fucking Yakuza. It's not called Yakuza anymore. Like a dragon. Yeah. What's like a dragon about, Anne? Ryuga Gatoku. Who? Ryuga Gatoku. Who? That's what the name of the game is. Oh. In where? Everywhere. Okay. It's even on the logo. Cool. So, um... With regards to this new game, playing as the same protagonist as the last one. Because it's Yakuza 8. Yakuza 8? This one's Yakuza 8. Okay. Have they done this before where it's a protagonist? Because normally it's the same guy through the older games, isn't it? Yeah, but Yakuza 7 was a... Departure. Reboot. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Because you don't see that guy, do you? No, he's in it. He's in it? Yeah. When's he turn up? It'd be spoilers. Okay. Alright, well the new one, he's naked. What's that? How's that factor into the story? It probably doesn't much. You probably, I'm sure he gets some clothes fairly soon. He seems to be in America as well, doesn't he? Yeah. What's going on there? They're probably going to have loads of jokes about Americans. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, America is a joke, so how would you write jokes about that? Sato is dead in America. It's a fucking living hellscape. Yeah. All right, all right, okay. Maybe you answered some of my questions, maybe you didn't. Persona, yeah. talk to me about that. What's happening there? I don't know. There's a Persona 3 what? Remake. Oh, okay, how's that going? I'm part of that team. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, what's the other one? Persona 5. Tactica. Okay, what's that like? It's like a tactics game. Okay, okay. Who's doing that one? Developers. Cool. Alright. It's being developed by. Um, who's that guy who makes those really shit PS4 games where it's just like. Oh, uh, The big open world Dan Dark Souls. Benson or whatever his name the is. The one like, that keeps getting that angry like- at Je- um, Steph Sterling. Freaking. Yeah. Has like a has like a really boring name. Gil Gil no it's Gilton Gilton B Pontus or something like that. That's his name. Yeah, Gilson Jeez. B Pontus. Gilson B Pontus. He's yeah. the one who makes those terrible. Yeah, he's making Persona Four. He basically makes own. he basically makes modern day Net Yoros games. <laughs> no, come on, don't disrespect Net Yoros games, man. <laughs> no one remembers that shit. Except they do. For those, the demo discs with those on are like quite sought after. They're like collectors' items now. I've got one downstairs. Yeah, well, well um. Um, got a freaking knife you downstairs. A fucking knife you bad. Ladies. Donald Trump got indicted again. Yeah. 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 Turns out just saying, I declassify these documents doesn't declassify those documents. Leaving leaving them stored on the stage of the Mar a Lago for three months. Yeah. And also not... in a shower at one yeah. point? Yeah, he just kept moving them so no one yeah. could find people couldn't find him. Fucking weird. Mm. Just so and also people being like, Oh, it's all it's all the left's agenda trying to get rid of him. This is a judge in Florida. <laughs> a place where they just made it illegal to be drag to be in drag. Yeah. Fucking weird. And cosplay. That counts cosplay. It does. Convention circuits in Florida. Fucking hell. TF Con's coming up. 
and they've just TFCon the Transformers convention in America in Florida yeah and they're, okay, they're basically offering refunds to anyone who doesn't think they're going to be safe there we've got like we've got to be clear on this podcast because we may have a furry or two listening TF is also a term in the furry society TFing transforming is like a big part of a certain subsect of furries where they enjoy hmm. not just the idea of anthropomorphic animals yeah. But the transformation... You're supposed to stretch before animals. you run, not after you've had your run? What do you mean? With that stretch you're making there. No, no, that's actually that's actually a thing. Mm. That's why when you say when you say TFCon, for the last year, whenever you mentioned TFCon last time you went, I was... I didn't go to TFCon. TFCon's in America. Oh, wait, which one is the one you go to? TF Nation. TF Nation, the good yeah. one. When you when you talk about TF Nation, it, makes, it just reminds me of TFing, which is a fairy term. Is yeah, it? Yeah. You seem very well versed in fairies. I'm fascinated by anything that could potentially be a sexual thing. No, disgusting. What fairies? It's I you in general just want to say, and does not speak for this podcast. We welcome our furry friends, um, and I just I have like a little bit of a fascination with your with your exploits. I mean, sexual and non-sexual. I think it takes a lot of pageantry and a lot of bravery to. You're a big you know, fan of Sonic Fox. Yeah, the Tekken player. <laughs> Wait, what happened with him? What what happened? Them. It's a them, isn't it now? It's, they go by I don't name. know. It's just one name I know. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Sonic Fox is, is a famous Tekken or Street Fighter player. Yeah. Do they play with the fursuit? They sometimes do. How do they play with the gloves on? I don't know. Special controller. Adaptive yeah. controller. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> he's the adaptive controller. What does that make you laugh at? Fucking, what, they just... Maybe. Appropriate and disabled. No. They're just because they've got paws. Wait, could you use the adaptive? Could you hook up a bunch of adaptive controllers and to use it to play um, <laughs> play rock band, maybe. drums? Maybe. How tough's that pad? Not that tough, I don't think. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, other than other than you've got TF Nation coming up in August. Yeah. What else are you looking forward to in the next few weeks, months, days, years? Well, the sweet release of Death. I mean, come on, it comes from us all. You don't look forward to that. It looks forward to claiming you. Mm. But um, but no, have you got anything coming up that you're interested in, excited for? No, I did nothing. Fantastic. Oh, Megan 2, Mafregan 2's coming out. Mafregan Harder. That's a great title. Mafregan 2, Mafregan Harder. Why are you disrespecting Mafregan. Megan? Mafregan. Say it. Say Mafregan. No. Alright, anyway, you're first this week. 20 minutes you've wasted your first this podcast this week. so far. Your first this week. I've got nothing to review. Review stuff. Review a thing. How am I supposed, am I supposed to review? I don't give a fuck. I don't shovel media directly into my face. Look, some people constantly. just don't like to sleep because sleep is the embrace of our need to be oh, human. I suppose if I've got nothing, I can review things in like five seconds and then that gets the podcast over quicker. Yeah, go on then, go on then. No more two and a half hour podcasts. I mean, there won't be if you don't keep going on. Um, Let's do this one. You already did that one. No, I didn't. I, don't, yeah, you I did. you didn't did review this week. last time. No. Yeah, you did. Yes, you Shut. did. No, yeah, you did. Look, let me smash and change through. Optimus Primal. Yeah, I did not review Smash and Change Optimus Primal. Smash and Change Optimus Primal review number three. No. Oh, okay, we'll review it again then. Right, Smash and Change Optimus Primal does this. You just slam right? it against your thigh. I know because I'm smashing him. Hey, Anne. So that's a figure, yeah. Yeah, it's for little kids. It's for babies. Move his arms. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Look, the engineering going into this is pretty clever. 
Right? Yeah, it's a lot of clever. Look how, look how much it moves in it, and you can interact with it. Yeah, but it's it, you transform into gorilla in like two seconds. Move then... the gorilla's arms. I don't no, know. No, no, but go put it back and then move the gorilla's arms. That's a toy for kids. Yeah. That they can't move or... What's the difference between that and just two lumps the, the, of plastic that look like a gorilla is, and a robot? It's slowing him down so he transforms. Oh, that's the fun of it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. This is toy of the year. How many times have you done that? Like 407 <laughs> million. It's, it's good because it's the only figure I have from Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. Right? And it retails for 33 quid, but I, I got it at 26. Bargain. It was on offer. Bargain. Did you expect its arms and legs to move? And no. No, I knew exactly what it was. The disappointment in your eyes tells me different. He's got a nappy on, it's slipping down a bit. He's got a slip on nappy. Yeah. But um no, no, I knew exactly what I was getting. Yeah. Because I watched the Japanese advert where oh, they, yeah, 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 there's yeah. a song. Yeah. And they go pop 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 like that to transform it. It was fun. But what's good about this is um he's got a place store Maltesers. That's not a place to store Maltesers. That is a place where you put your chewing gum and then it never transforms again. But, um, no, he's, he's Optimus Primal from the movie. Yeah. Voiced by who? Um, Ron Perlman. Oh, I'm going to talk about him later. It wasn't Gary Chalk. Gary Chalk should be the voice of... Ron Perlman has one of the greatest voices. Yeah, ever. but Gary Chalk voices Optimus Primal. In what? Beast Wars. The CGI animated cartoon yeah. show from 20 years ago. More than 20 years ago. From 30 years ago. 27 years ago. From 27, almost 30 years ago. Ron Perlman voiced him in that um, terrible Power of the Primes cartoon. That was awful. I have no idea what the that one that is. Red, one that Makishinema um, did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Freaking terrible. It was awful. Absolute trash. But anyway, he's got no colour on him in the film. He's just all brown. But this toy has some blue and red on him. Oh, that's nice. Which makes him the best one. And he's got a good face. This I like the also face. makes it inaccurate. It makes it more accurate to the original. No, it makes it Optimus inaccurate Prime. to the movie, though, that it's based on. Yeah, but the, uh, I don't like the movie look. The movie looks boring. Okay. Um, although, spoilers for the movie, when he transforms in the movie, his legs do the spinny around thing that he does in the original cartoon. Yeah. And that made me, that made me happy. Although he doesn't do the walking around thing, because I quite like the way he walks. Does that mean he's constantly walking around as a robot man with an anus on his front? What? His legs twist around. Yeah, but he doesn't, the robots don't have anuses. Yeah, they the do, beast though. Does. They actually do. I mean, have, this one does. Wait, they. So in Transformers 2, one of the Transformers pees on John Turturro. In Transformers 1. Transformers 1, one yeah. of the robots pees on John Turturro. He didn't pee, he was leaking lubricant. No, he wasn't. He holds his hands around his crutch and launches a stream of piss on John Turturro. He flips off his soil cap. He flips off his oil cap. Yeah. He pops off the oil cap. You see it pop off. He hits him in the back of the head and then he pees on him. He lo- he gets rid of excess lubricant. Yeah, it's a very important thing. My God. That I'm is... sure Bumblebee just had to do at the time. Because is... the Michael Bay Transformer films are like, you know, some would say Shakespeare-like. Uh, maybe. If like Shakespeare suffered like a horrible, horrible head injury. Maybe. <laughs> And then, once he is done with his day's activities, he flips off his oil cam and pisses upon John Is that your idea of how John uh, Shakespeare? He's had a hand injury. Oh, he's not keeping up with the. He's not keeping up with the local language. But anyway, this this right. I got figures that cost loads of money. Yeah, and they're better. Right? And they're all like complex and, and stuff. This is more fun. This is so. I got 
There's a Beast Wars Optimus Primal over there, right? The original one. Yeah. One of the greatest toys ever made. Yeah. Absolutely amazing toy. I got the Kingdom one a few years ago, which yeah. is like a modern take on him, but it's got no gimmickry. He's no fun. This is Optimus Primal with the fun put back in. I mean, I would like some pop-out guns and stuff, but there is actually a figure coming out that's like full of spring-loaded stuff. Oh, yeah. Do those arms and legs move? Yeah, that one. Another one does, yeah. yeah. But um, this is the most consistently it's worked. Sometimes it just transforms all in one push. Oh, really? Um but no, it's great. He's got little, he's got like five mil pegs in his hands, as if he can hold something, but he comes with nothing. I mean, I, I would argue that that he comes with nothing is a very accurate review of that figure. But you are doubting how much fun it give is. Give it to me. Let me give it a go. Push it down. All right. Do nice. I have to push it down on the legs? Just hold the back the back of his legs and push Damn him down a couple of times. It's fun, isn't it? No, not. This is frustrating to me more than fun. But yeah, no, okay. You want to try again? Push it on the leg. Bang, bang, bang. Okay, alright. See, it's fun. No, it's not. It's fun. It's so easy to just turn back. I think that you really, like, in a Hellraiser film, you'd be the first to get hold of that cube and get killed. Because <laughs> you like things that twist and form and... <laughs> you, can't just, you can't just solve the lament configuration just out of, like, fun. Like, you have to want something from it. What would you want from the Lament? I wouldn't want anything. I'll just solve it for fun. That way, when the um, Cenobites turn up, they won't like, be interested. They come up with a chest. They'd be like, oh, this guy was just wasn't interested. He didn't open it for... I get someone else to tell me to open it. That's oh, the trick. Oh, and then they're responsible for your actions. A la Hellraiser 2. That's what happens in Hellraiser 2. The, yeah. yeah. Where he becomes one of the big bad Cenobites. Yeah, but he um, tricked the girl who's really yeah. good with puzzles to do it. And they were like, this girl did not summon us here. And then Chatter is a baby. I mean, why isn't there a, Hell, a Transformers collaborative Hellraiser? Like, you know, a Cenobite cube and turns into a... Optimus. Well, into a pinhead. Pinhead Optimus. Yeah, you could just have a cube. It's... What lovely sights of Energon I can show you. Can you imagine if it's like, just like, it's, it's solved by Sam Witwicky. You'd just be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, so that's a thing. That's a thing you just reviewed. It's a lot of fun. You reviewed that for, uh, five minutes? About seven minutes. About seven minutes you but, spent um, with that. How no, many others no. do they do? What others do they do? Um, they've done, there's an Optimus Prime one and there's one of Scourge, but they're both basically the same figure, just different moulds. How old are they? What? This? It's only came out a few weeks ago. Have they done a series before? No. Okay. No, they, these are new. This is a new concept. Well, no, it's not. It's a Bakugan. Your Bakugan. It's a Bakugan. No. They've done um, Bakugan-y like ones before. Yeah. It was, it was the... Um, slammed out. They did like Soundwave and Blaster and their cassettes yeah. were just disc things. And you pressed a button, they launched out. And, and when they landed, it transformed sometimes. Yeah. They're but, very uh, similar in design. They got, they got a Rhinox coming though. Oh. And I like Rhinox. And is he Rhinox, looks. Is, Rhinox looks like they've done the same as this. So is Rhinox a hippopotamus? So he's a, he's a, he's a rhino. He's a rhesus monkey? Yeah. Yeah, he's a. Outbreak. He's a collection of tax documents. <laughs> um, the greatest transformation of all. Taxes. But, um, but that, that's a lot of fun. That's what a toy should be. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Because the kids' toy, you can't give a kid some of these generations figures nowadays. They'd never figure them out. They might figure out this little. I've got a Dinobot in my uh, hand. Uh, uh, they might figure that out, but uh, your average freaking 
main retail figure? Not I, a chance. I don't think they're meant to figure them out. They're just toys meant. Kids are meant to. They're not going to put them on a chaise lounge and start... I'm going to transform them, though. You're going to put them on a chaise lounge and go, tell me about your life. No one has had a chaise lounge in friggin' decades. So middle class. What, chaise lounge? So middle class. What? Because I know furniture. Yeah. Right. Um... I bet you had an ottoman in your house that you referred to as an ottoman and not just a chest of jewels. Never had an ottoman. Never had an ottoman. Um, All right, speaking of of middle class, I'm going to talk about the most middle class thing in the world, Anne. Is it a musical? No, it's the series Succession. Oh. I watched all four seasons in the last two weeks. How are you doing? Oh, you're catching up? (laughs) Yeah, got The rest of the world. I've watched all of Succession now. No, I've watched the memes. You've watched the memes? That's all I need to work The memes are pretty great. The series is actually very, very good. Kieran Culkin saying no. Yeah, Kieran Culkin, the Nazi boy. Kieran Culkin, no, but he's a Nazi in the series. You're a Nazi in the series. Um, So, basically, for anyone who doesn't know about Succession, it is like a dramatic... Uh, dramatic reimagining of the Murdoch family and their media empire and how they influence not only the world, but current events and, and how current events are seen and, you know, what's said and how they, they attempt to monopolize their, um, their hold over the media and, and the media, like, world. Um, and as the title suggests, it is about who will succeed Brian Cox as the owner of this company, this mega corporation. And it's very funny. It's produced by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. You know, funny people. Isn't it Armand, isn't it Armando Anucci or it's one of them, the British guys. Yeah. Right it. Yeah. They did the thick of it. Yeah. Them yeah. guys. Yeah, it's very much in the vein of those shows. Um and through all four seasons mm. we find out that Logan is quite a manipulative prick mm. and he doesn't really seem to have any intention for any of them to take over. There's no definitive answer as to who he wants to succeed Because he's in. never going to die. Because he doesn't want to die. Spoilers, he fucking bites the big one. Oh. Eventually. Oh. And it's one of the best episodes in the season. Yeah. Season four. Spoilers. Um, but yeah, Succession, it's just fucking masterfully cla- like, it's masterfully written and acted and brilliantly designed. The conversations people have, the manipulations, the minutiae that they go through, and no one's a nice person, so you can root for no one. No, but everyone's meant to fan over who they want. No. To win the company. No, no one's good at it. prize, like it's a reality TV No show. one is a good person, and nobody gets what they what want. What if they did this with the Murdoch family? What, killed them off? Love it. No, just, like, get all the Murdoch's... <laughs> to try Murdoch's and make kids. a sandwich. Get all the Rupert Murdoch kids and follow around with cameras and just say to them, yeah, when your dad dies, one of you's going to take over the company. Uh, I think both of them have already said they don't want to. Yeah, but that'd be funny. Yeah. Um, and then but, just keep doing it. And the dads could be constantly there going, I'm not dying yet. I'm not dead yet. He'll be dead soon. It's, it's a very funny show that opens up with Logan, who's Brian Cox's character, the head of the family, having a, having a brain aneurysm. <sighs> I think it's a brain aneurysm. And recovering from that through the first season and sort of gaining back, getting back some of his control and some of his power over his company and like sort of reasserting himself as the leader of the company. Uh, but at the same time, using his, kids as like his avatars within the business despite the fact that they're all incompetent they're all just idiots yeah like serving their own purpose and pretending they know what they're doing 
and often doing the wrong thing. Yes, rich people for you. Basically, yes. They're yeah. all parodies of human beings. There's one character that everybody seems to think is like meant to be the audience surrogate, which is Cousin Greg, who is a character who appears in the first episode, played by... I can't remember the name of him, but he's he was in he's in a film I like, so he gets a pass as an actor. Tom Hanks. No, it's not Tom oh. Hanks. It's like Noah something. Let me quickly get the cast up and I can. Noah Wiley. No, it's not Noah Wiley from ER. Noah Schwab. It's not Noah Wiley from ER. Dark Skies. Noah Hawley. Or the Librarian series. He's, wasn't he just in the films? No, he was in the Librarian series. Was he? And in the Librarians, the follow-up series. Oh. Get with it, Hat. Come on, do you not know anything about life? They should have done a crossover. Uh, Nicholas though, Braun. Nicholas Braun is Wasn't the name. even a Noah? Greg. Uh, he had an end name. Um, so, Noah is... So, Nicholas Braun is playing Greg. He's a character who turns up in the first episode. He's basically... He's a complete fuck-up. He got high whilst working at one of the parks because he's running through the internship, which is like the management course they run for their parks. They're essentially like if Fox bought Disney rather than the other way around. And um, and he's working like he's working in this park and he gets high and some kids beat him up and then he vomits within the costume and it comes out the eyes. It's incredible. Um, anyway, so he goes to beg Logan for a job, some sort of just company job that he can do. Doesn't need to pay him well, he just needs to be doing something. And his mum's forced him to go do this because... She is, so basically Cousin Greg, his granddad is Logan's brother, Mm -hmm. and they have had a falling out because they have a difference of opinion when it comes to how the news should be presented. Um, But yeah, all really interesting stuff. There's so many there to it. James Cromwell turns up, he plays Brian Cox's brother, and he's fucking incredible. He's he's an utter psychopath. Um, There's like a storyline at one point of Tom's going to go to prison. Tom is like, Tom is the, the daughter of Logan. Let's get some names up. So it's James Conwell, Shiv, boy, his daughter, speed. Shiv, his daughter is married to Tom, and Tom is basically going to take the fall for the company because their their um, cruise ship had a rule where if like a serious crime like murder or sexual assault or assault happened on one of their ships, instead of them reporting it, they would just drive. They would just they would just float over to the nearest island that had justice systems. <laughs> Dump that person off and say, this person raped someone, and then just bury all the information about it. Yeah. Uh, real dark shit. So there's mountains of evidence about this, and Tom is basically like, I'm going to take the form, I'm going to prison. And to prepare himself for going to prison, he just visits normal diners and eats the food in all diners. He's like, you've got to remember. Uh, he's, he goes over Greg, and one of the specific lines that made me laugh a lot was, he goes, he goes you got to remember the food's going to have like 30 to 40% less taste than this. <laughs> So let me know how that gym mat you're chewing on over there tastes. And he's just, they're all pricks. They're all pricks. But there are moments where you can genuinely see, like, everybody's so good at this. They all play their roles perfectly. But there are moments where you can genuinely see people's emotions coming through and, like, the way that they act is, is just feels natural. Like, there's an episode where Logan does die. And those three kids have to deal with that, like, whilst it's happening, because he's on a plane as it happens. And so they're talking to him whilst he's going into cardiac arrest and then passing away. And the way they talk to him is like, they're like, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And like Roman, who's Kieran Culkin, says, fuck it. No, I can't fucking do this. I can't do it. He can't say goodbye to his dad. And he's got like all kinds of fucked up sex issues. He, he doesn't have sex with people. He just gets off at like being like, he's like a punishment pig. Like he really gets off on being told off. And like, he's got this thing where he sends dick pics to his, 
almost octogenarian co-worker mm. and like just so she can tell him off about shit that he's doing just fucked up shit like that Perverts. it's just a fucked up weird family of basically if they were if they were poor there would be incest people living in the woods in a shack I saw Elon Musk tweet that he likes the show really yeah I think he's kind of missed the point of the show if I'm honest didn't he also say the same thing with like Knives Out probably yeah he probably missed the point of the show and Knives Out I bet Out. he loved Glass Onion as well yeah yeah he was like ah oh, feel sorry for that so, feel sorry for that that Edward Norton Mm. Why do they keep making films about this villain who goes around? <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm so glad that when I was when like ten years ago they made Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. Essentially, it just tells us exactly what Elon Musk is now. It's weird that he he it's basically an embodiment of that meme for you know that Garfield one, where's the picture with the red line for it, circle you know the no Garfield oh, yeah. sign, and Garfield's like I wonder who that's for. Uh, but anyway succession it's fucking incredible like um, just every season is great it's full of so many great moments it is comedy as well there is there is a lot of jokes in there there's a lot of fun moments but it is it's I think that I think the thing that I took away from it was just how solid all the actors were like how incredibly engaging they are when they're talking about the shit and like talking about fucking each other over and buying these massive companies and like they have to go and they, they go and meet their equivalent of CNN, which is like this Pierce family news network. And they're like, they're like, for a weekend, they just have to be human. And they keep having these like little like powwows in an adjacent room. And they're like, you guys are fucking it up. Act human. <laughs> Act normal. <laughs> and like, and they go back in the room and like, oh, hey, everyone, how's everybody doing? Just casually relaxing. Yeah. And then at the end, like, at the end of that episode, like, basically, they're like, all we want you to do is we want you to step down and name Shiv as your successor because clearly she's the best person to succeed you in this company. And he's like, well, I guess we're not selling that. We're not, we're not buying then. And they're like, what? And he's like, he's like, don't ever tell me how to run my fucking company. <laughs> and then they're like, they're like, oh, uh, Okay, that's absolutely fine. He goes, I'm going to give you my, my favourite Shakespeare quote because at dinner, instead of doing prayers before dinner, they, they recite a quote from one of their favourite books. Yeah. Instead of Shakespeare. And he goes, I'm going to give you my favourite Shakespeare quote. And he's like, take the fucking money. And walks out the room. And I'm just, Brian Cox, just what? a national fucking treasure. What Shakespeare play was that for? Midsummer Night's Dream. Was it? Yeah. yeah. No. yeah. Brian so, Cox would know he's... Yeah. Vespian. He's walked the boards. He's walked the boards. Yeah. He's walked the boards. Um, but yeah, Do you know just... Kieran Culkin was in a film with Donald Trump? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, Home Alone 2. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Home, Home Alone, Trump's the only star of Home Alone 2 who's been indicted on charges of... Sexual assault. Yeah, how, well, no, uh, obtaining classified documents and refusing he's to also, return he's them. He's been charged with sexual assault. Before, but he's not been indicted. No, not yet. No, for, not. As a former president. Yeah. But obviously, it's um, that laptop or something that's the important. Has he been indicted three times now? Twice, twice. Uh, there was a more recent indictment before the sexual assault case. The sexual assault thing's separate. That's not. Yeah, no, I know, but there was like an indictment last this, year. Indictments are this thing's just like specifically like former president. We're talking. Oh, okay. That's what matters. Oh, because he was a standing president when he got indicted the first time. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. an also, you know. He um, loves the courts. Anyway, Succession. It's it's a Tom Atkins. Like it is, it is thrilling. It's interesting. Even bad episodes are good. 
the cringe humor is fucking incredible. One of the one of the sons um, is is a drug addict, um, and he really struggles throughout the series to sort of stay clean. And when he finally does sort of decide what he's going to do and how he's going to like move forward as an agent of chaos against the company, eventually, um, he throws himself a birthday party, and he's got like he's got like this massive. It's just a, the, a rich person party. So he rents out this massive space. He's got someone to build a treehouse within this space because it's all his life and his achievements. And then at one point he's going to rap on stage and come down on this this fucking zip line and all this other shit. And he's just like, he suddenly goes, what am I doing? No, cut this shit, cut this shit. And, and someone comes up to him and goes, but do you still want the miniature Wu-Tang Clan to come out? And he's like, oh yeah, I forgot about those guys. No, I'll tell them, I'll tell them. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no. I bet he's a fan of gravel. Like the Wee Tang Clan. Hey! Woo! 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 Would have been better if you said Wee Mini. Anyway. How many Wee Tang Clan members are dead now? Two? Two, yeah. yeah. How many members of Beastie Boys? One. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like nine Wu-Tang Clan members. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to win a gang war. I mean, ratio-wise, it's still equal. Yeah. Old Dirty Bastard was the one you want to look out for in a fight with a Wu-Tang Clan, anyway. Yeah. Because he's the crazy one. Do you remember when they were falling around on MTV and he was going to cash in welfare checks while he was making his TV show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, ODB. Legend. He spent like, he spent like months remixing that, like doing like... Just random remixes mm. and like stuff that they still haven't released. Just mountains of shit that he just was doing in his basement. Yeah, because that um, the Magical Mystery Thirty Six Chambers tour, that like Beatles mashup, that's based on something that he created, and they just went, oh, maybe this does work, and they're like, oh, it does work for like loads of their songs. What was he up to? But, yeah, drugs, mostly drugs, yeah. mostly drugs. Anyway, yeah, Succession, Tom Atkins, great series. Your turn, Ant. Um. Ah, uh, uh, what am I meant to review? Hmm. I don't know. I'm looking around. Do you know what I watched? It's an old film. Okay. That's what I'll spare you reviewing Doctor Wu's Energy Dragon. I got Did this you review Mafrigan? Yeah, ages ago. Right. Do you know what I watched though? What? Last the other night, thought I'd give it a watch. What's that? I haven't watched it in years. Charmed. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, sweet. How was it? Fucking beautiful film. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic film. You I haven't actually reviewed Mfregan. I've got... I have. When? I watched Megan weeks ago. Yeah, you haven't reviewed it. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. I've got the Superbit DVD. Do you remember Superbit DVDs, folks? They look better than regular DVDs they for do. some they reason. They do. They genuinely look better than regular DVDs. They do. They they fill up the we've entire already, disc. We've already found that you're that you're pretty bad at full of marketing. Uh, uh, okay, like a, D- a DVD film normally on a disc would take up about like two thirds of the disc. This one takes up the whole lot. You haven't reviewed Mafrigan. I, I did. I, whatever. Megan's good. Wasn't need. Didn't need to. Yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula, starring, starring. You ready for this? Yeah. Starring. Carrie Alls. C- Carrie Elways. Carrie Alls. It's Elways. Alls. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins, Gary, Gary Oldman. Gary, Gary, Gary Oldman, not Gary Sneeze. Gary Sneeze isn't in it. He is. No, he plays isn't. Dracula. No, he doesn't. It's Gary Oldman. He comes out and he goes, Hachu, and it's Gary Sneeze. No. 
It's in his contract. He has to do that every There's single film he's Richard in. E. Grant. Yeah. Yeah, Billy Campbell's in it. Billy Campbell's in this? Yes. He plays Mina Harker's boyfriend. <laughs> Billy the, Campbell. The rage seething on your face. Billy Campbell's the Rocketeer. He is, Have yeah. some respect. I like the Rocketeer. He was also in... Um, Tom Waits is in it as well. Yeah, he plays Renfield. Yeah, okay. But anyway, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, probably the last time um, Francis Ford Coppola did a film anyone wants to watch. It's been a while, hasn't it? He kind of... What has he made? He hasn't made much that people he's want to watch. He's made other stuff that, that's come out to a, to a claim. Yeah, he's, stuff that's, he's made stuff. He made that terrible fucking festival movie, didn't he? Um, what was that one he did with Val Kilmer? The one with Val Kilmer's the writer, and when they were playing it live, he was like switching up the editing it live, like they he was switching up scenes and takes live or something. S- Lost in translation. Oh, no, that was that's Sophia Coppola. Yeah, why is that on his film? I don't know. He's probably got a producer. Mary credit. Antoinette is also on his. Yeah, because Sophia Coppola directed that as well. Coppola. Heart of Darkness was this. No, that was. No, oh, no. Twixt is the one you're thinking. Twixt, of. yeah, that's the yeah. one. Anyway, Brown Sex Dracula is about like John Harker, Keanu Reeves doing an impeccable English accent. You can't, you can't fault it. You can't fault it at all. Um, he gets sent off to Transylvania <laughs> to meet Count Dracula, who yeah. uh, who sort of ruined, messed up his last guy. That he was sent yeah. to take care of his affairs. Oh, the Rainmaker was his. That was good. Uh, was yeah, that was the the Matt Damon court drum with Danny DeVito mm. and uh, Mickey Rocks. Really mm. good. And Jack. Mm. Jack. When was that? 1996. Oh. Well. Jack, that classic movie. The Nora. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I forgot yeah. everyone was Jack. Everybody remembers Jack. It did bring a lot of attention to Werner Syndrome, There's which a is a syndrome who... that really doesn't affect a lot of people. It doesn't affect people the way it did in that film. No, it definitely no. But, um, no, it's a Bram Stoker's Dracula is a great film. People, like, it got weird reviews when it came out, and I think, I can see why, because there's moments where it kind of, it sort of weaves and bobs about at its own pace. It does its own... It doesn't explain stuff until after it's happened sometimes. I'm here to finalise your deal for Carfax like, Abbey. You might not be entirely um, tuned into the idea that Dracula can, like, take on the form of wolves and uh, insects and can put his soul through insects and stuff like that. And he climbs on walls. But, um, like Spider-Man. Yeah, but he, that stuff happens, uh. and then later Van Helsing... Explains it. It's also kind of crazy how late in the film Van Helsing turns up. He's yeah, like, the last half hour. Yeah, well, it's about the last hour of the film, but it takes a while before he actually gets involved in anything. Yeah. Um, it happens sooner in Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yeah, yeah. Which is the more superior retelling of Van the Helsing starring <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Yes. Yeah. Um, cheers for fighting on my bed. It's all right. It's a bit moist as well because I'm sweating. Oh, lovely. lovely. Really soaks into the fire. Yeah, I'll make sure I'll put my head down there later. (laughs) Oh, just breathe it in. Just just the the Superbit DVD looks lovely, right? (laughs) And it does. It does, right? You know, I have a 4K copy of this. You know, I did when I was making my Castlevania video a few weeks back. I used footage from YouTube of Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? Yeah. And I was like, it doesn't look so great. And then that Superbit DVD came at work, so I bought it, and I ripped the scene I wanted, put it into my Castlevania video. This is a new purchase. Yeah. You bought this Superbit DVD recently? Yeah. For how much? pound fifty. All right. Because the Superbit DVDs aren't on the system. It's right there. Not there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Oh, there. Um, 
Anyway, I ripped the scene that I wanted from that, and it looks so much better than the the rip that's on YouTube. And I don't know what they've put on YouTube. Oh, the Batman. Yeah, the Batman. I don't know what where they got their that clip from YouTube. You know that movie clips, the German YouTube channel that has all the movie clips on there. Um, this was flat and colourless and horrible. And this thing, this is beautiful. This is like, I mean, it's not Blu-ray standard or anything, but it's it's fantastically well done. I want more Superbit DVDs. I want to be that, um, like, tech mode or something. I want to be that guy who's collected all the Superbit DVDs. I mean, it can't cost that much. <clears throat> I mean, no one's going to want to... How? Okay. Is that okay. a Superbit of Meet Joe Black? Look, right, we're just going to quickly go through this. All there right. was about 34 Superbit DVDs, I think, if I'm rightly. They were right. around for about four years. Okay, so, Dust Boot, <coughs> classic film. What? Dust Boot. Oh, Dust Boot. The yeah. Boot. Yeah, classic film. Hmm. Gladiator. Yeah, I remember Modern Gladiator classic, being everywhere. Yeah. That was then, one of the first ones. Then guess the next one. After Gladiator? Yeah. Um, Evolution. The Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guess the next one? Um, oh, do you want me to give you this one? Should we go and altern- alternate? All right, so Shakespeare in Love. Oh. Then next, I'll give you a hint. It's a whimsical whimsical 80s movie with some Muppets and a uh, rock star. What? Muppets and a rock star. Muppets, Muppets a... take Manhattan. No, Muppets and a rock star. Whimsical fantasy film. Oh, you mean Labyrinth? It's Labyrinth! They're not Muppets. They were Jim Henson creations. Yeah, they're not Muppets. Okay, Muppets are actual living creatures. Okay. All right, next, Dark Crystal. What do you reckon came after Dark Crystal? Meet Joe Black. No, Hannibal. Oh. Guess what came after Hannibal? Meet Joe Black. No, Men in Black 2. Guess what came after Men in Black 2? Meet Joe Black. Legends of the Fall. What came after Legends of the Fall? Meet Joe Black. The Mummy Returns, not The Mummy. (laughs) Ah, I think The Mummy's on there. No, it's not. (laughs) It is not. I can tell you now. Johnny English is on there, isn't it? Uh, Johnny English was not released at the point of this. Oh, the tuxedo's on there. Not on this list. Or Accidental Spy. No. 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 You're lying, I can see it. Where? That's the big hit. Same film. No, it's not. It's a Mark Wahlberg rip-off of Pulp Fiction. Have you never you're seen a, it? You're a freaking rip-off of Pulp Fiction. Right, bad boys. Oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Guess the next one. This is the weirdest Lee one. Joe Black. Me. No, John Carpenter's vampires doing James Woods. Yeah, well, you just want good quality image, like... Don't want Lawrence waste... of Arabia. Classic oh. film. Of course you're going to put that on there. But then next... Triple X. Yeah. Do you reckon Fast X3 is going to tie into the Triple X universe? Jet Li's the one. Yeah, that's classic. Freaking cinematic <laughs> masterpiece. Then you got Men in Black. Yeah. So Men in Black came out after Men in Black 2. No, it didn't come out. No, it's not in the order they released. Oh, okay. It's just, they're see, just yeah, showing ones now. are available. But look, there's a diagram there that tells you about the thing. Oh, yeah. That's how they explain it, isn't it? Yeah. Anaconda. There's no commentaries. Vertical or like Limit. Or? Classic. They really didn't With pick the cream of the crop, did they, for this? Look, it was almost the universal pictures. The Bone Collector. Classic. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, that's good. The Patriot starring Mel Gibson. And Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Who's on the front cover? Oh, it's Mel fucking Gibson. Uh, Hollow Man. Yeah, Hollow Man's a classic. A Night's Tale. Yeah. Underrated films. Gattaca. Godz- Actually, I don't have Godzilla on. I should get the four- super bit DVD of Godzilla, shouldn't I? Do you have the 4K? No, I've got the I've got the regular yeah, DVD. The regular DVD. Um, Desperado, isn't it? Mask of Zorro. You know, Mask of Zorro is really underrated. It's a good film. Let's see what they got available on Amazon these days. Uh, there's some available. 
How much are they charging though? I don't know. They saw the ones where they don't show you the price. Oh, fuck them then. Don't bow. Um, all right. It's so talk to me more about Dracula. It's a really good film. Yeah. Beautifully shot. All those brilliantly done effects where they capture things in camera. Yeah. Like there's all these, like, you know, like when you get like someone on a train and they either have to like blue screen in scenery behind them of real train journey or like, you know, I mean, they're not going to stick them on a real train and film it, are they? But what they do on this is they filmed like a load of model shots of scenery. So he gets that proper perspective shift, a very gothic theatrical looking scenery, and then back projected that onto the train windows, outside the windows. So they could also do the effect of the eyes appearing in the sky as it's going by. And it's all caught in camera. The Missing, with mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones and Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. on Superbit DVD. Yeah. Why do you need that? If you want the best quality DVD, then that's the way you this go. This is nonsense, is what this is. Godzilla comes <clears throat> in a special black Superbit DVD. Oh. oh. £2.44. No bonus features. Tell you what, I'm going to make him an offer. Yeah. £1.50. It says on the back here, this has got some moderate nudity. Do you There's know who it has? so much nudity in that Do you thing? know who gets nude in it? Did Gary Oldman. No, Monica Bellucci. Oh, does she? Because she's in it. Do you remember Monica Bellucci? Yeah. Yeah, I like She's, Monica uh, Bellucci. She's uh, unforgettable. Irreversible. <laughs> oh, is she? <laughs> no, that was uh, that, that was bad. Dude gets his head smashed in. He does get his head smashed in. He's not even the right dude. But um I like there should be more films with Monica Bellucci in it, really. There should be more super bit DVDs, apparently. See you lie. Legends of the Fall. You that's not what you said. You said meet Joe Black like twenty times. Yeah, because I saw Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins in in period clothing, and you were like, "Yeah, meet Joe Black." They were they were in suits. That's the prequel to Meet Joe Black, is it? Yeah, yeah. But um, back in black, the Joe Desperado. Oh, Desperado! I haven't watched Desperado in years. Have you not? No, I've got the box set. You know the one with all three films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you can get rid of the third one for a third one's good. You kids today. Johnny Depp's in it, mate. It's fucking terrible to watch now. Enrique Iglesias. Is, uh, Do you know what feels like love Wait, was Enrique Iglesias the one who was stalking his nephew? Or no, that and that would turn Ricky out to be... Ricky Martin? Yeah, Ricky Martin. Yeah. But that turned out to also be fake. So I don't know if it's... I don't know. I've... Do you know what feels like loving someone? Anyway, Bram Stoker's Dracula on Superbit DVD. Rush out to your local store. and buy... These aren't on the system. That's CEX. So you can't buy any more of them? Well, no, I just had... We, we just have to take them into the regular version. But I feel like they should be on the system as a separate you entry. I feel like they should be on the system. Well, right management and let them know. Because, you know, it's special. How much is Pikmin 3 at your work? What? Money. Play... It's a Nintendo game, so too much. I kind of want to play Pikmin 3. Do you ever get the urge to play Pikmin? Pikmin 4's out soon. Is it? Yeah, it's out in a few weeks. Oh, no, it's out in like July. That's going to be better, isn't it? Yeah. You can create your own Pikman. Can you? Yeah. I can pick a man. You can make your own little tiny man. I can pick a man. Anyway, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, I dreamed a dream do you remember the song? Do you remember the song from the film? Yeah. Love Song from a Vampire by um, friggin' uh, from the Eurythmics. Annie Lennox. That's her name. I used to get her confused with Yaz when I was a kid. So, can you sing a couple of bars for me? <laughs> That's how it goes. You're, you're a fan of Deep Blue Sea, aren't you? You're a fan of the film Deep Blue Sea with LL Cool J. I only like the sequels. Uh, big fan of Deep Blue Sea 3. Yeah. 
yeah. starring. I know you're you're lying because there's a deep blue sea poster right behind your head right now. But what I don't the, see oh. anywhere is your signed copy of LL Cool J's single for that film. Do you remember that single? Oh, the one we on about um, something like a shark blue. fin. My hat's like a shark's fin. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've got the LL Cool J single for Beavis and Butthead Do America. Which one's that? It's cover of Ain't Nobody. Oh. I bought that instead of Roller Coaster of Love. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> what was happening to you that Actually, day? Do I have the soundtrack? I think I have the full soundtrack. Miss Dave Navarro era. Chili Peppers, though. That used to be the bad era of Chili Peppers, but now there's everything post-Californication, so... Dream of California Cashy. I like, uh, I like moving on up because I'm a double dipper, big dipper, dipper. One, two, my lyrics. Was it the line from The Simpsons where he's like, Can you change lyrics? We thought he could change the lyric from what I've got you want to get and put it in you to what I'd like is I like to hug and kiss you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Oh, that's great. That way everyone can enjoy the song. He's got the lyrics. My my lyrics are like our children. No way. Just a few notes. Um, Classic yeah. Simpsons is good. Classic Simpsons is good. Oh, I'm going to look for Superbit DVDs. Okay, you do that. I already made an offer on Godzilla, so you scratch that one off your list. Um, all right, so my next review is going to be... Um, should, I do, should I do first? I'm going to talk about Fast X. Or Fast X. Fast 10. Mate, it's here. Fast X. It's here. Like, like, a, like, a, like a brain aneurysm in succession. It comes out of nowhere... And does it blow your socks off? No. Is it alright? Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's becoming more and more evident that Vin Diesel does not like the rest of the cast. Because a lot of them don't have scenes I believe together. the feeling's mutual? Yeah, I think it probably is. Apparently Jason Momoa and Vin, Vin Diesel... They're, was... they're beefing now. They're beefing. They're beefing. The main villain... Because he buried his beef with The Rock. He's got a beef with the someone. The main villain of Fast X is beefing with... With Vin Diesel, who seems to think that he's actually um, Dominic Toretto. He is. He's a fucking psychopath. Anyway, so Fast 8, or Fast 10, sorry, I get mixed up. Um, Fast 10. What can we say about this film? Well, John Cena's had a bit of a... He must have had brain surgery at some point because he's just John Cena now. He's gone from being a supervillain in the last film to being just John Cena and being friendly. Oh, yeah, he's Dom's brother, isn't he? He's Dom's brother. He's just like a happy-go-lucky guy. His films just collect up new cast members. Yeah, he just looks like and acts like John Cena, despite all the murders he did. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, it's John Cena now. His family. His family. Yeah. My familia. Um, Alan Richardson's in this now. Who's that? The guy who plays Reacher in the Amazon series Reacher. Oh, big guy. Yeah, also the main character of course from... Of so the main character from a programme I like that no one else seems to talk about, Blood Drive, yeah. in which the cars are powered by blood. It's a great series. Shut the fuck up, Ant. I see you looking at me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm going to get a season two of Blood Drive. I know. Someone's going to do it. Well, the Fast and Furious films are just like... Yeah, they're, they're not just, the Expendables films, but for yet slightly younger people. They're getting worse, though, is the problem. Mm. This is pretty bad. Um, the main the main saving grace of this is Jason Momoa. Because um, he is My just... man. He's just playing the Joker. Oh. He just goes around killing a bunch of people. Like, he doesn't so give a fuck. Him. There's a scene where he's, like, chatting to three dead bodies whilst he paints their nails. Yeah. And he's, like, just painting their toenails. And he's like, I know, I know, pastel... But it's back in. And he's like painting the nails and stuff. And he's like, solid tape their eyes open and shit. 
And it's actually quite quite eerie looking. But he's just like, yeah, just doing his thing. He apparently he was apparently in five, and was when he? the safe took the car out, oh, right. he was flung into the water and legally died for two minutes. They've badly CGI'd him into a couple of scenes from that film, oh, right. which isn't jarring at all. More Do they make him later. look younger? No, because it was like Fast Five was like fifteen years. Yeah, ago. it was a long time ago. Anyway, so. He's basically like... You, you Wait, took him do my... we get justice for Han? Yeah, Han's back. And he gets a fight with Jason Statham. Oh, good for him. And Jason Statham is like, okay, I'm good with Han. And Han's like, I might not be good with you yet, but we kind of need you to kill some people. He's like, okay. Do they mention Han's surname? Solo. Yeah. No. No. Because he's on his own. Anyway. It's solo. Anyway. Um, oh, and also uh, Gal Gadot's back. Spoilers. Oh. So, Charlize Theron... Because she's famous now. Yeah. Charlize Theron and um, and Michelle Rodriguez have the best fight in the whole film. It's incredible. It's really, really good. Um, and from what I hear, there was like minimal stunt actors in it, mm. which you can kind of tell because it doesn't look coordinated. <laughs> it looks quite mean-spirited. <laughs> like someone's beefing there as well. <laughs> Um, Charlie's Ferran, Force and Asia. She's great in everything. She's good in this. She's really good. Uh, Brie Larson turns Flux. up. Pardon? Was she good in Aeon Flux? She was actually the best part of Aeon Flux. Apart from Pete Possefwaite. His last film. Is it Dark Water? No. No. Because no. I say it's not Dark Water. No. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, uh, Fast X. Um, walk. Don't run to see this one because it'll be on streaming in a week. What's the plot? Oh, so Jason Momoa is trying to get vengeance for his father who died a few years ago when they stole all his money. Um, and he's going to do that by systematically destroying the lives of each member of the crew. Wait, so he's doing it for family? He's doing it for family. Oh. He's counter-family. Oh. He's negative family. Um, and he has targeted each member of Dom's crew in different ways. So you get a taste of his sort of power and his ruthlessness. When um, Charlie Theron has like a gang of mercenaries she's, that, that are working for her and are effectively like guarding her while she does a little computer whiz stuff, and Jason Moore just walks in and he goes, "Ah, ah, ah!" Before anyone shoots me, you're gonna want to take those calls. And everybody's phone starts going off except one guy, and all of them have video messages where it's their family member has a gun to held to their head, mm. and he's like, and he's like, "So everybody, just let's call our jets a little bit." And Charles Ferron, like, presses the button, it deactivates everyone's gun. And Jason Moore just quickly stabs the guy next to him in the neck. And he goes, that guy it had no one. He had no one we could kidnap. Not even a kitty cat. So he had to go. Sorry, I didn't have leverage on him. But these guys have all got families, don't you guys? <laughs> like, they're like, like, and then, like, Charles Ferron has, like, little, little fight scene. Really nice. Really nice little fight scene in her computer den where she's, like, turning the lights off and she's deactivating their guns because she's she got control. Like- Superpowers or something. No, she does not have superpowers. Oh, she had Idris super Elba? hacking powers. Idris Elba died. Did he? Oh. I'm sorry. But he had nanobots. Yeah, he had superpowers. And they had a virus that could be programmed to kill your loved ones. Oh. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, so Jason Moa then gets to work on the rest of the Fast crew. Uh, firstly, he tries to blow up Rome because apparently Dom loves Rome. Because that's where the big familiar is. The Pope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Um, but Dom manages to knock the bomb ball into the water, preventing it from blowing up and having quite the same yield as it would have if it was on land. Mm-hmm. Good on him. Mm-hmm. Good on him. Well he done. studied physics. He knows. He studied car physics. Yeah. Um, 
he, he, I don't think he did. No, no, nor do I. I think he just guesses and gets lucky. Alan Richardson at one point says they start off pretty low level, just stealing DVD players and, you know, street racing. And then they get brought in every so often to do little missions here and there, snatch and grab stuff like that. But now they're part of an international espionage team. Yeah. And he says that with a straight face. Well, you never know where your career's going to take you. <laughs> Fail upwards, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, Brie Larson's in this one. She's a lot of fun. She knows exactly the movie she's in. She's an Oscar-winning actress. She, for as much as people seem to hate her, mostly chin beards and freaks online, um, she, she does well in the role. She plays Kurt Russell's daughter. Because um, Kurt Russell wasn't coming. Kurt Russell wasn't in this one. No. Couldn't come back. Couldn't come back. Um, they do use Kurt Russell. They mention him and they talk about him. He was used basically as like a patsy to get the team over to Rome in the first place to blow yeah. them up with said bomb. But they all like, do you remember that guy who was played by Kurt Russell? I hope he comes back someday. He was really cool. He's probably come back. It'd be really next nice time. if he'd come back. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and The Rock's coming back. Yeah. And Dom drives his He's car. A film of his own. Dom drives a car down a dam, and that doesn't kill him or his son. And the scene actually yeah. comes across. Dams are slopes. They don't start slopes. And as much as cars have wheels, I don't think a car's wheels can turn fast enough to mitigate the impact of hitting. I saw the dams curved at the bottom. And velocity. <laughs> Does the car have um, hydraulics? No. Has 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 brake? Uh, not brakes. A suspension though. Does it make, did he use the NOS? No, uh, he did. He did. But he. Used oh, there the, you go. That's that's solved. He it, used then. the NOS as fire was engulfing the car. Yeah, but then you lift the front of the car up so it can land. That's only, transition if, it's, it's only to, if it's front wheel drive. It can transition to. It's only if it's front wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. The rear wheel would launch the front of the car up. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So if it was if it was front wheel drive though. If it was front wheel drive, it wouldn't do much of that or anything. Yeah. If anything, it would cause more drag. Yeah, yeah. rear wheel drive, it would because yeah. it'd be pushing. But um, but the back would be going faster than the front. What what is meant to be like a scene? Like he's like, you made one mistake. This is the actual line. It's like you made one mistake, and 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 Jason Moore was like, <laughs> what was that? And he goes, he goes, you you, you didn't take my car off me. <laughs> he drives down the dam with his kid, yeah. and I was like, I was like, this is just him killing himself with his kid. They do need to do a Transformers crossover, though, yeah, because it is at that point now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, it's a bad film, but it's bad. Like, this is not the worst Fast and Furious film. That's still, like, two or four. Yeah, two's pretty terrible. Although two has, like, some funny moments in it. Like, two two at least still has that personality of Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious 4 was, like, a hard shift. That's right, car puns. That was a hard shift into, like, just random, like, these guys are, like, big time big time like criminals now still loads of stuff so that was kind of the problem there um but yeah otherwise that one know. louis letter as well no that was five no <laughs> five was james one yeah five was james one because he was in charge of them for a while mm. and then he did the good star trek of the new ones but louis letter letter to letter 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 terror i think he's only done an x is he yeah just, oh wait, wait! He did transporter too, didn't he? That's why. Oh. Um, do you remember? Do you remember the video? Transporter. That, do you remember the video that uh, that Jason, uh, not Jason, uh, that um, Vin Diesel released, where it was, where it was him and Justin Lin, and he goes, Justin, is this going to be the best Fast and Furious film ever? And he goes, he goes, we hope so. And he goes, oh. 
Great time. Great times. Anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I hope, it's, uh, hope people enjoy it, but not great. Don't go and see it in cinemas. Just, uh, yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. But, um... Oh, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a... Oh, actually. I'm going to give it a Dame Helen Mirren, because she's actually in this. Are they time travel yet? No, not yet. Oh, fuck. It's going to be coming up soon, I think. Anyway, your review, Ant. Right. Fudge, fudge you and the horse you rode in on. Okay. I played Warhammer 40k Bolt Gum. Oh, how's that going? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. It is a boomer shooter, as the kids call them today. What's a boomer shooter? Eh? It's just a retro style shooter, isn't it? You know, like Dusk and Ultra Kill and all that sort of stuff. Games that look, probably look and play a lot like Quake, basically, isn't it? Okay. That's what this is. It reminds me of Quake quite a bit. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't give a shit about Warhammer. Um, I don't think many people really do. No, they got a lot of fans. Some yeah, of them no, are a bit I fashy. Like, I think a lot of people don't play the game. They just sort of design their... They build the models and shit. That's where they get They get fans. well into Warhammer, man. I know some people get well into it. Well, like get into the fashy shit. Well, they, they try to stop the fashy fans. But there is a bunch of fashy fans because yeah. they, they don't quite get that they're not meant to... Like the, you know, bad guys with the Torment Nexus and all that. I mean, it's not actually a Torment Nexus, but there's there's a thing in Warhammer where like 10,000 people are sacrificed to the Emperor every day. Is there like meant stuff and turned into blood? Just the blood is used. Yeah. Um, and that's supposed to be horrific and everything. <laughs> but, you know, it seems like we don't care if 10,000 people get chucked into a mincer every day, you know. Now, all we care about is knowing that the Space Marines have a second heart to help power the massive... Well, they're genetically engineers. They're yeah. like 20 foot tall. But in this one, you play as a Space Marine who's gone to a planet and he's, he's, they lost contact with it. And you have to make contact again by shooting everyone. Um, you run around, you blast stuff, you get shotguns, you get a bolt gun, which is just a pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, every, the guns feel super chunky. They're mm-hmm. really nice. It's got a proper like boom, boom, boom feel to it. Which is missing from games because you remember shooter games in the nineties. They they were fun. They they you know they were fast paced and they were like lots of blasting, dodging bullets and all that sort of stuff. Do you remember when Unreal was a, was a single player game? Yeah, uh, but they just like at some point, possibly around the time Call of Duty came out, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, games became boring because Call of Duty Two was like a proper chunky shooter. The first one was a bit shit. It was just a bit like... Well, they're, uh, still, they're still slow-paced shooters, but Call of Duty became so big that every first-person shooter started copying it for years. Yeah. Even Duke Nukem had the two guns thing, didn't it? From yeah. the, don't want that. I want a whole library of guns, and I want to blow things up. Um, there's some interesting stuff in there. They've, you've, they've Enemies have a toughness level. So, like, some guns are more effective against some enemies than others, so it does mean you do have to switch guns up every now and again. You could use, like, the bolt gun on a Blood Angel or whatever, or whatever they are, the big guys. Um, but it won't, you know, it'll take a while to kill them. But if you switch to, like, the rail gun, the big plasma rifle thing, you do a lot more damage. Yeah. Which makes sense. But, it, you know, it's designed to make you mix up what you're using. You know, the pistol might be more accurate than using the shotgun, things like that, you know. Um, everything blows up. You get a chainsaw that you can cut people up with. And you no know, bigger enemies, you just mash it, mm-hmm. and you can just mash your way through them. Obviously, if you get shot, it breaks it up, so you can't just go around doing that to everyone because you'll get shot and 
it leaves you exposed as you do it. Um, and it's just proper classic shooting. I miss I miss when shooting games involved you dodging projectiles and stuff like that. Because the thing is with like a lot of modern shooters, it's all hit scan, and you're just running around, and you know the game decides whether you're going to get hit. It you know rolls the dice every time the enemies fire, doesn't it, to decide whether or not you're getting hit. That that bullet is going to hit you. But I like it when you see a projectile flying through the sky because it makes you feel cool, jumping in, you know, swerving around the bullets, keeping the lock on your target, jumping around, and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's got like these really cool cutscenes that feel like early two thousands, late nineties cutscenes. You know, when before FMV became a thing and before you could really do much video, and it's all pixel art like cinematics. You know, like how um the first Dark Forces has. Yeah, 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 that sort of thing where it's like in engine clunky. Well, not in engine. It's just pixel art stuff, but it's all animated as best oh, they okay. can. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's the stuff like that. Um, there's moments where it gets like properly frustratingly difficult when there's no. You have like sections where you're locked in an area, and you have to fight tons of enemies, and you'll you'll kill what seems to be a boss enemy, and then another wave of enemies will come with another boss that you have to take on, and it gets a bit frustrating because it always spawns you back at the very beginning of that whole boss battle yeah. sequence. Um. Can be a bit of a pain. It does let you go to the hardest setting right from the start, though, if you fancy a challenge. Oh, that's nice. Um, and it is possible to like find weapons early and stuff like that. Oh, or, of course, there's like secret weapons. You can yeah, there's secret areas to so find. Is it a bit like? It, is it level based or is it like yeah. a? Oh, okay. So it's not just a long campaign. Yeah, it's levels. It's levels. And levels. Have you? It, so boomer shooters, like for people that may not be familiar with this one, for games you. like Dusk. Yeah, I'd said Dusk. Have you played Dusk? A little bit. It's a bit like Dusk or, Kill. or Forgive My or Forgive Me Father, things like that. Okay, yeah. So it's not 2D sprites, they're 3D sprites. No, they're sprites. 2D sprites. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's made to look like sort of Quake era. Yeah, so it is like Forgive Me Father, because D- Dusk is big. Dusk is like Quake, where it's like big 3D, very glidey movement. Yeah. Forgive me, Father, is 2D sprites a little bit more. You still have that glidey movement, yeah, but, but Boom the levels. I don't know about that. Boom Shooter just means it's a retro style first person shooter. Oh, okay. Shooter. okay. Yeah. You know, like Ion. Ion Fury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware. It was originally called Iron Maiden, wasn't it? Yeah. And then they got sued by the Bells, but inevitable, wasn't it? Forgive me, Father is like the one that I'm playing right now. It's very good. Um, no, but there's, uh, you know, Bolt Gun's fun. Um, I like there's a taunt button. So you can oh, see you can, and press the button and you can tell people they're going to be, you know, yeah. cleansed with your bullets. Raul did the stuff for that. What? The guy from um, iZombie. Don't know that is. And also uh, Midnight Midnight Mass. Yeah. Little guy who plays Sheriff. Yeah. That's Raul. Yeah. Didn't see that. Yeah, he's the guy who does the voice of the, the Warhammer guy. Oh. Yeah. For a fashy game, they sure did hire a person of colour to do mm. that voice. Yeah. I bet that didn't upset anyone. Probably did. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm... Probably the 20 minute long gay kissing scenes that you have to do. Bring on more gay kisses! I just want to see them kisses, Anne! Yeah, you can, uh, Give me them kisses! Not uh, you. I'm not trying to force you to kiss me here, but I'm sorry. But, give me video game kisses! There is, um... Give me more of those pecs! There's settings in the graphics. If you think the graphics look too good, you can make them more pixelated and reduce how many colours are on screen at once. I like that feature. So you can make everything look a bit shitter. I like that feature, and I'm yeah. very excited. I, I'm going to play through... So I, I think we had a conversation about old-school video games a little while ago, and I said that I played through Fallout 1 and 2, 
the hexagonal slow moving ones, but I never got to play through things hexagonal. like hexagonal. Yeah, you get. A, do you not remember how Fallout Four worked? Fallout One and Two worked. Fallout One's this over uh, isometric overhead view thing. Yeah, but you move on a hexagonal. You move on a hexagonal. Fucking did you never play those games? Yeah, I did. You just walk around anywhere. No, you move through hex space. You move through hex space. Anyway, um, I'm, I've bought Diablo Two re- Resurrected. No. And apparently, you can flick between the old and the new graphics in that. Yeah. I always like that feature. Flick you remember you. like Halo? Flick you between you the old You remember Halo? You remember Halo? Yeah. I know it's a it's an obscure game. You may not be familiar with it. Mm. But Halo yeah. had a remaster. Yeah. And you could press a button. Now, back in the day, we had black and white buttons on the Xbox controller. Do you remember the Xbox? Yeah. Yeah. You had a black and a white button. And you pressed, you pressed the equivalent of the, the mm. black or the white button on this one. And what's it what do? It's the back button on the 360. Back button. Back button. What's it do? What's it do, Ant? Ant, Ant. Opened a map. It did open a map. A map no. to my heart. No. It took the graphics back to how they originally looked. It was very interesting. It was a cool little feature. Yeah. And I always like it when they do that. It's like with those Wonder Boy games. They did that too. Dragons. Crap. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. I've lost track of the Wonder Boy games. It seems like everyone's made a Wonder Boy game yeah, now. it does, yeah. But, um, no, Bolt Gun. Good, good fun. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. Yeah, you can shoot stuff on it. Yeah. It's a boomer shooter. Yeah. Yay! Apparently it's fairly long, but I'm not that far into it. I'm a few hours in. I've done, like, five stages or something. But... Well, no, not played enough of it. Oh, you're supposed to finish a game before you review it. I can... You you find the time to do that, you freaking freaks. Yeah, I've got four seasons of Succession to watch. You've got four skin... What? I started watching the 1987 Beauty and the Beast program, man. Do you remember that? We're on Pearl? Yeah, no, we got in stock at work. Yeah. Started watching it. I watched the first two episodes. It's fucking incredible. Is it? It's fucking genuinely incredible. Yeah. The... Um, sh- and, and... Me and Liv are watching it together. She has no idea about the series. All right. You just spoiled it for her. I mean, the show was on 30 years ago. Just tell us and listen to this episode. There goes our one listener. Anyway, <laughs> is it my review now, Ant? Yeah. Was that sure. review number two for you? Three. Yeah, it is free. Okay, cool. I'm going to review Diablo 4. Oh. Not Diablo 1. Hmm. Not Diablo 2 that I mentioned a second ago. Not Diablo 3 well, that I played through. Fallout. And Diablo 2. You didn't say Diablo 2. Yes, I did. I spoke about Diablo, Resur- Diablo 2 Resurrection. You said Bacon. Fallout. No, Two. I spoke about Fallout initially. Oh my god, your memory. We need to take you to a doctor, Ant. There's something going on with your brain. Your brain? Alright, we've moved past Fallout 4 and Diablo at least. Anyway, so, I've been playing Diablo 4. Alright. Do you like Diablo, Ant? Yeah. Great start. So, Diablo, Diablo the series is an isometric game where you go around killing some... It's basically cookie clicker. If you play it on PC, it's basically cookie clicker. Yeah. You just click shit. Yeah. You don't really do much else on the PC version. In-depth gameplay. Click shit, and that's it. On the controller, you obviously press a button, <laughs> move around. Great. <laughs> the story goes as such. Mm-hmm. Lilith, the demon queen, saucy 16-foot-tall vixen that's trying to get me to go into her ungodly depths of hell, is uh, back on Earth. 
she doing it? Um, she's the main villain. She has to come back so there can be a game. Exactly. So you and your merry band of other people, depending on if you like playing with other people or if you're like me, you're a necromancer, so you make the fun. And by that I mean you bring your friends up from piles of flesh on the floor. <laughs> you have to go and stop Lilith, that unholy hell bitch, from going and destroying the world with demon shit, even though there's quite a bit of demon shit already. Well, was Paul was playing, it was a necromancer. I was a necromancer. I just mentioned that. Paul was a necromancer. Great. So, one of the things about, one of the things about Diablo, every time they bring out a new one, they change things a little bit. And like, with Diablo 3, they brought in that real money marketplace so that if you had a rare item, you could sell it to people for yeah, real that was cash. successful. Yeah, that fucked the whole game for quite some time. Yeah. It wasn't until they released the Eternal Edition or whatever it was called, where it had the DLC included, they'd gotten rid of the marketplace, and you could just play the game. Yay. Yeah. Diablo 4, they ain't learned any lessons, Anne. Oh. You can buy some bloody chests, can't you? Yeah. You can buy a couple of little chests. Guess what those chests have in them? Loot. Yeah, Anne. It's pay to win, mate. How are they doing this? What are they doing? It's okay. Everyone seems to really like Diablo 4. Look, I don't mind playing this game and ignoring that shit because, let's face it, I don't like playing these games with people because people are obviously... Are honestly quite awful. It has to be online to play it, though. That's the thing that's getting to me, is you have to be online to play it. And, like, there are moments where random rubber banding happens that's between great. areas. That's fantastic. Um, on a PS5, like, the newest consoles, this game that can run... Like, I've seen people running this on a MacBook Air from three years ago, and a PS5 is struggling <laughs> to keep up with the netcode on this thing. Well, that's not really the console itself that's the problem. It's the netcode. Yeah, yeah, probably. You're talking about stuff that's outside the Yeah, outside the, console. the room of the actual console. Anyway, I'm still enjoying the game. It's just I wish that it, there was a bit more polish to it. And I've got like a really bad feeling that there's going to be like either some really expensive season pass or it's just going to be flooded with more of this microtransaction they'll have, um, shit. They'll have one of those battle passes. Get fucked. <laughs> get fucked if they do that I'm just not going to play it again but anyway for now I'm enjoying it I think once I finish it once I'm going to give it a go again they got rid of the demon hunter who was the uh, who was the awesome one from Diablo 3 that had dual crossbows oh Diablo Immortal actually came out <sighs> yeah I reviewed it did you? yeah it was bad no I never played it play it it's no, bad <laughs> it's bad I'll play um, Honkai Star Rail instead. Yeah, apparently that's the new, uh, the new Genshin, Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. Genshin. I heard the lady say it on TV. Stephanie Gen- Genshin. Genshin. Yeah. Um, but anyway, oh no, Shadow Legends. I should play that instead. Yeah, you can play that one. Uh, get Cookie Clicker. You can get that on your phone now. Mm. Or you can get XCOM. You know there's an XCOM. Yeah, there's one there, XCOM Legends. Yeah, it's not very good. Get that. It's a mobile game. None of them are good. Uh, actually, actually, how you know, Marvel Snap is pretty bloody yeah, skippy. I'm bored of that. I'm still playing it. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, Diablo Four. It's uh, pretty good. It's not great. It's not. It's not like the best thing ever. But um, it has brought back my love of Diablo Three, um, which is a weird side effect. So I bought because I had Diablo Three. I played a bit of it, but I did you not get on with I it? it. Was it when the microtransactions were about? Yeah, it's when it first came out. I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they, you got it free if you had a year of World of Warcraft. So oh okay yeah I yeah. had it on the Xbox 360. I think that's when it was. I originally. could re-download it and give it a go as it is now, but I don't think I bothered. 
It's all right. I get I get hand cramp if I'm, I mean, I could play on my desk, but yeah, you could just play it with a controller. Uh, yeah. Diablo Three actually works really well with a controller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so. The the one thing this has done is made me curious to play Diablo Two. So I'm going to go back and try Diablo Two, and I'm gonna I've I've bought Diablo Two and Three on the Switch because they're part Ooh. of that sale. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, loads a, of points on there. There was a remaster too, wasn't there? Yeah, that's that's the one I've got on the Switch. Yeah. Um, so I'm I had it on PS1, game. the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never mm. played the first one. Uh, the yeah. Diablo games the are always... The first one on PS1? Yeah, the Diablo yeah. games are always like... I played the Fallout games. I didn't have the Diablo ones. <clears throat> I gave Baldur's Gate a go a couple of times. You were talking about played. Fallout a minute ago. So anyway, Diablo 4, it is fine. Um, it's not... It's It's a bit like junk food. It is a bit junky because there's not a lot of input you need to read. The story's interesting, like don't get me wrong, but and there's like cutscenes and stuff, and like there's actual like development of the story, but it's still just like they immediately give you the option to skip dialogue with some people, and you're like, yeah, I don't need to hear about the full fucking person. You're talking about the big changes to the game. Yeah, there's it's no an real... open world now. Effectively, kind of the whole world's interlinked. It's one big yeah, area. Yeah, 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 it wasn't like that in the last game. It didn't really make a difference. Make a Makes a world of difference. <gasps> an open world of difference. <laughs> I like it, I like it. Yeah, it is open world now. So you can just sort of start meandering around. Yeah. The map's not that big, so for an open world thing it's not huge, but there are like lots of dungeons and stuff. Dotted is it as good as Minecraft dungeons? No. 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 Easier to navigate, because that game was a fucking mess. It's extremely short, that Minecraft dungeons was, and then it was like... There's a whole bunch more levels over here, but you can't play them until we sell them to you. Yeah. Buy the DLC and you can play more of the game you've got. Um, but yeah, so like Diablo 4, like I said, I've got like a feeling it's going to get real sinister and money grabby sh- soon. Um, but until then, I'm enjoying it. It's nice to see Blizzard making an actual game. Yeah, that's true. Because they, like, the sequel to Overwatch was like most half assed thing imaginable. Well, it's fucked, isn't it? Mm. No one's playing it. They're just... It's a weird thing to do. You know, calling it Overwatch 2, but it's... it's Overwatch 1, but... Replacing. It actually had less stuff. Like, yeah, it's replacing all of the shit that you actually owned. The biggest gameplay change was that you had one less player on each team. And less characters to begin with. No, I had them all open, but I think it's because I had Overwatch, so... Yeah. Uh, but then what was the other thing they did? Diablo Mortal. Diablo did they ever bad. release all of StarCraft 2? Because StarCraft 2 was meant to be three separate things, wasn't it? Did that all come out? The Protoss, Zerg and Human campaigns, wasn't it? Yeah, they did. Uh, they did only the Protoss, did two. Yeah, did the Protoss one ever come out? No, they only did the two. I don't know, I can't remember. I'm going to put a plaster on my foot because I'm bleeding. Why are you bleeding on my floor? I'm not bleeding on the floor yet. I'm going to go put a plaster on it. I'll be back, I'll be back. No, hold on, I'll I'll pause it. Ah. Welcome back, sorry. As I... Started bleeding to death. It's like three times in a row. You've made me pause. Well, I had to go episode. put a Three episodes in a row. I had to go put a plaster on my toe. Why did you keep bleeding your floor? Stop bleeding if I... I will. I will. Now, I've got plaster. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Diablo 4. Um, it's good, but it's just... It is like junk food, like I was saying. Um, You're junk food. It is the uh, carry-ul-ways of um, video games. It's a new one. Yeah. We're not as strong as I used to be. Well, or it's just dry. No, this is new. 
Sharpies dry out very quick. I need... Do you want one of the Wait, chunky maybe ones? I should buy some from overseas. Do you want one of the chunky ones? They smell great. Pretty great. Just I'll go get you one of the chunky ones. If I could just get the fumes put in a can. Do you want to go grab you one of the chunky ones now? Spray it all into a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the episode of Always Sunny when uh, Dennis gets like acid? He gets like a face peel. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. him and Charlie are sniffing turpentine in the in the office, and Charlie's dancing for him, and he does the eye thing, and <laughs> Dennis is just like almost weeping. <laughs> I almost fell off the bed. Your review, Anne. Oh, sorry, Carrie Elways. That's a new. Is it a new one? It's a new one. It's a new one. That's uh, just just a bit better than the middle. Yeah, yeah, just a bit better than middle. Carrie Elways, star of Princess Bride. Star. Yeah. Star. But Andre the Giant was the star. I was going to say. And his massive farts. And his massive farts. What does any video footage of the time he farted for like a full, like, 16 didn't he, seconds? Didn't he want to take a shit on a plane and they had to stop the plane and, and dock it? it yeah, they just stopped it mid-flight. Yeah. Yeah, they just they stopped. They turn around because it was so bad. Your review, oh, Ant. Come colossal on. Colossal farts. Come on, yeah. So what's your, your last review? I'm not going to say. Oh, God, fine. Right, I watched Transformers Rise of oh, the Beast. Oh, that's my last review! No, I'm joking. So, I watched Transformers Rise of the Beast. Yeah. Um, have, have you heard talking? of Transformers? Yeah, I have, Anne. Do the concept, right? Yeah. This is the sequel to Bumblebee, no matter what the producer keeps trying to say. It directly references Bumblebee a couple of times. Does Sam Wiki get a shout-out? No, but Sam Wiki's not... This is set, like... 13 years before Sam Wiki. When is this set then? 1994. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but also it's not tied to the Michael Bay films. because they don't. Stanf- Stanf- no. It's not tied to the Michael Bay films. It wouldn't fit. There's no way it would fit. Okay? Michael Bay films don't exist. Okay. No matter what, what's his name, the producer keeps trying to say. Anyway, in this film, there's a young guy called... So it's set in 1939. Is this the 19, Nazi? 1994. This starring guy, he's called Noah. Yeah, Noah. And he's needing money. His brother's ill. He's got like a muscle thing, illness. Um, his mum's played by, um, the, what's the name from, the lieutenant from De- from Dexter? Luna Vasquez, whatever okay, her name is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, her bit of a milf, that lady. Freaking Lieutenant Lieutenant LaGuerta. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, LaGuerta, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's, you know, they can't get meds for the kid because, like, the America. America. Um, And he can't get a job. He used to be in the military, but he got, like, a bad reference and they just cancelled his interview and wouldn't let him go to the job because apparently he was always distracted when he's supposed to be, you know, because he's caring about his family and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Anyway, so he takes a job, just a quick job, going to pinch a car, from a rich person's lock-up under this rich person's event. Mm-hmm. This car's been there for weeks. No one's moved it. Just going to steal a little little silver and blue Porsche. Okay. Little does he know. That's it's silver and blue. It's a transformer. Is it Bumblebee? So I was trying to build up. No. Oh, who is it? No, it's Mirage. Oh. Played by Pete Davidson. Does his voice. And what's good with this is that we finally get the sort of, you know, the Kid Appeal character, Kid Appeal robot transformer rubber. Who talks doesn't doesn't communicate through radio or is fucking, Bumblebee in this? Yeah, a little bit. Does he talk through the radio? Yeah, still does, still does. You, the Transformers with all their technology but still he can't got his fix. Voice back at the end of Bumblebee. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He's still talking through the radio at the end of Bumblebee. He got his voice back at the end of the first Transformers film. Yeah, and then they forgot about it. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then he got a new voice at the, in the Bumblebee in the beginning. Yeah, the voice at the start. Yeah. But he lost of... it. Bra- Blitzwing ripped it out. Yeah. Ripped out his vocal thing. Anyway. Do they heal? Yeah, but it's the repair and stuff. They have to do repairs, nanos and all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. So they do heal naturally. Sort of, yeah. They've got oh, self-repair functions. It's, it's complicated. Right. But anyway, they they got this whole thing. They're after this key thing. It was split in two. Is it the leadership thing? No. Is it the Allspark? No. Is it Energon? No. Is the Energon the friends we made along it's the way? It's the Transwarp key, right? So basically, is this another real thing? Centuries ago, great. Put oh, no, in the future. Actually, it gets complicated. <laughs> in the future, like the the Beast Transformers on their planet. Yeah. It was about to be eaten by Unicron. Yeah. And they run off with the key and they use it to transport themselves through time somewhere. Don't know where they're going to end up. Cause that's, not, that's the way it works. You don't, it's a tricky, tricky thing. They ended up on Earth in the past, right? And then you don't hear from them again for an hour, right? Do they age? Not, not really. No, transforms live forever as long as they um, maintain themselves job. and stuff, you know? Freaking, no one really knows. So what happened to Billy Connolly in the second Transformers movie? Uh, uh, Billy Connolly? Who was, the, who was the giant old ship? It wasn't that. Who was the giant old one that... Well, Jetfire. Yeah. yeah. He was just voiced by some fucker. Yeah, but who was... How was Jetfire so old? Because there's Michael Bay. Oh, okay. I mean, if they if they seem old, it's because they chose to be old. I don't know. It's quirky. Also, why did he kill himself when Optimus Prime could fly? No, Optimus Prime couldn't fly. But apart he... from when he needs to. <laughs> Look, it's Michael Bay films. Because he not just shrugs that guy's body off. Like it's yeah, he just it. He wears his corpse. <laughs> Because the yeah, <laughs> what does why does he kill himself? Because he's old, <laughs> and he wants to help Optimus. So he kills himself. Optimus yeah, is like, I'll wear this. Yeah, because in one of the Transformers cartoons, Jetfire and Optimus Prime combined once. But that anyway, wasn't a combination. That was like saying Craven the Hunter combined with that wolf's head. He tore off yeah, and wears. He does. He did. It's a com- combination. <laughs> But anyway, they, they're going to try and find both halves of this planet key before the heralds of Unicron, Unicron's in this, Scourge, Nightbird, and Battletrap. Wait a Take second. Take it back. Wait a second. Mm. So the heralds of Unicron. Yeah. Were they in the cartoon? No, they're in the in the comics, the Marvel comics from the 80s. Oh, yeah, was... the Silver Surfer. No, <laughs> right? Deep lore cut here. Right, this doesn't so the sound names that are different. It sounds like Silver Surfer. The names are different, but in the British Marvel comics, when <laughs> Unicron was coming, yeah. he sent three heralds, super-powered heralds, to Cybertron ahead of time, right? And they were called Hook, Line, and Sinker, right? One of them had a big old line thing with a ball on the end of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of them had a massive hook weapon, and the other one had like a sword, right? And Scourge, Battletrap, and Nightbird have a hook weapon, a line with a weight on the end of it, and a sword. They're referencing hook, line, and sinker. So, does Unicron eat planets? Yeah. So it's Galactus. Yeah, but Unicron's like a um, really cool and not a fucking massive loser. Does he lose in this? Well, he's he, yeah. Well, they foil his plans. All right, yeah. You backtracked, you backtracked on that one yeah, pretty it, quick. All right, okay. No, it's just a big old. The transport key, the planet. Scourge wants the transport key. Yeah. Because it can transport something through space and time, right? Yeah. Unicron's off somewhere. Another part of the galaxy. It would take him a very long time to get to wherever the... So why is Herald here now? So the idea is they want the transwarp key yeah. because then he'll be able to just transport to whatever planet he wants to eat next. Oh, no okay. no drifting through space for a millennia to find okay. the next planet. 
transport straight there. So then it's slightly bring him different to than Silver Surfer. Yeah, but it's cooler because he's not bright purple or a cloud. I mean, the cloud thing's lame as fuck. I'll give you yeah. that. But and he can't be talked out of eating planets by a squirrel girl. That's not what happened. She talked him. She beat him. She talked to him. She beat him. She's his best. Have you read the Squirrel Girl comic, yeah. the recent one? Yeah. Where she just the best, the best buds. Well, no, she turned around and said to him, "You're my best friend now because I've put thousands of squirrels inside your body, ready to chew through your cardiovascular system." No, they just you. chat and they talk about how much of a dork um, Thanos is. Oh, Thanos is a massive dork. Yeah. Squirrel Girl beat He's him. So up. lame. But anyway, um, the mad Titan indeed. Anyway, along the way they go to Peru. It's yeah. quite nice. They filmed on Machu Picchu. No films. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. How do they get to Peru? They fly there. In what? Stratosphere. There's another Transformers. Yeah, he's a big How many Transformers are in this movie? He's an old robot. How many does he does he does he kill himself and give him the corpse? No. What is he doing then? He just transports them around. Oh god. They get a flight there, which is quite good. Michael Bay wrote the best Transformers films ever and gave us specific lore. If he's flying them, he I don't think there was then, anything specific about any of the Michael Bay films. If he's flying them, he has to then use his I mean, corpse. the Transformers came to Earth in 2007, that film, but also they were there during World War Two. They fought the Nazis! And there was Transformers there during the prehistoric times. They fought the Nazis! Yeah, I had the Bumblebee, I sold it. It was a rubbish figure. Anyway, um... Is there a T-Rex in this? No, Megatron's not in it. Look, you got to save what something we... for the sequels, man. What sequel? The film's doing very well. Film's doing pretty great. I like the way that went from very well to pretty great. Oh, very well, pretty great, pretty good, close. No, they're not. Great soundtrack on this film as well. All right, it's all like proper like early nineties hip hop, which is great. How long has it been since the last Transformers film? Uh, six years almost. Bumblebee was like two thousand eighteen, wasn't it? Two hundred million. Yeah. I mean, it's only six point six on IMDb. It's good. Fifty-two percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. There's things that are really good in this, right? What makes this stand out? Unlike the Michael Bay films, right? Imagine the Michael Bay Transformer films, right? But the Transformers have characters, right? They actually they actually get dialogue scenes and conversations, and they have arcs. Like they even have wants. Like they have a thing that they want to achieve. Oh shit! Right. Um, the main characters, the two main characters, Noah and um, the other girl, can't remember her name, she's played by Dominique Fishback. Yeah. Um, they both have goals. She wants to be an archaeologist, and this is going to give her a chance to do some exploring. A little bit of an Indiana Jones moment in the film where they go into an ancient tomb. Yeah, it's quite it wouldn't fun. be a Transformers film without stealing something from a better series. Your, your face steals <laughs> stuff from <laughs> better series. Burn. But, um... It's, it's a good fun times. You know, Optimus Prime is still a bit of a murder dad. Um, nice to kill. He does that. You know, they could have calmed him down a bit, but it's nice to have him see him have multiple lines of dialogue and a story arc and stuff. Mirage is really good. Um, obviously, Hasbro have not a single Mirage toy on the shelves yet, which is a bit crazy. A lot of Bumblebees. Bumblebee's not in the movie much. Um, spoilers. He's you know he's only in is it, it a spoiler for a bit at the start and a bit at the end. Is it a spoiler? But, um, but friggin' Mirage, yeah, main character, the kid appeal character, the guy who hangs out with the main human character the whole film, yeah, no toys out of him yet. That's a bit silly, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I quite like Wheeljack. Wheeljack's quite good when he turns up. He's got a Spanish accent. 
and Noah's like, hey, starts, where's the accent come from? He's going to start speaking to you in Spanish. Practice my Spanish while I'm talking to you. And Pablo's like, it's a bit racist, dude. Fucking just assuming that I'm Spanish just because of my accent. He's got a Spanish accent. He's played by some really handsome guy. Looks a bit like, um, who's that really handsome guy from the 90s with the long hair? Fabio. Yeah, he looks like Fabio. Um, the guy who plays Will Jack. Will Jack looks like Urkel. But um, Michelle Yeoh gets the most to do out of all the beasts. She's Air Razor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is good because, you know, she's an Oscar winning actress. I've got a feeling they trimmed stuff down in the film to make sure that she was a bit more prominent. Like, because apparently Will Jack was meant to be in the New York scenes as well. But he gets trimmed away and only appears from Peru onwards. Um, but no, it's nice to watch one of these films where it's coherent. I can see what's going on. The plot, like, follows a logical progression. You know, Bumblebee wasn't just an outlier now. Because Bumblebee was, like, the only good one out of all these films. What are you looking at now? This is the documents found in uh, Donald Trump's shower. Well, that's nothing to do with Transformers. I was looking at Transformers stuff for a minute and then I, I, I suddenly oh, realised right. that suddenly realised that um, I haven't reviewed The Little Mermaid yet. Uh, oh, no. I've now got two reviews. Oh. I've got something else. No, we're just going to do one. Okay. Hmm. okay. Just don't review The Little Mermaid. Who gives a shit? I think... I won't. You can save it for later. Okay. No? Okay. But anyway, it's, it's good fun, this film. Enjoyable. I mean, all the reviews are saying it's not very good. They're not. Shut the fuck up, they're not. They're all, like, doing fine. saying two stars and stuff. Your like. bum's two stars. Fucking... Um, the film's good. It's a solid, fun Transformers time. Transformers Rise of the Beast. Another thunderous mess. You're a thunderous mess. <laughs> I'm going to have a look and see what the box is. I think it's knocked Spider-Verse off of the top spot. You knocked Spider-Verse off the but top spot. I think Spider-Verse spot. had like an incredible... That came out a week ago. Transformers only came out two days ago. 171 million. Yeah. And Spider-Verse, which came out last week, nears 400 million worldwide. Hmm. Better movie, for honest. Um, Who cares? Transformers. They're back, baby. China was the best play for Rise of the Beast with 40 yeah. million. Yeah. They will be. They're like rig robots. What are you looking at now? I'm looking at the box office for Transformers. Who gives a shit? I do. The film's fun. It's good. It's coherent. It's If you want the Michael Bay stuff, uh. there's moments of that, but the Transformers don't know. There's no homophobia. There's no racism. Mm. There is a good gay joke, though. A there's really no good... homophobia, but there's a gay joke. It's a good gay joke. How gay? Okay, Mirage, like, Noah's gone back to talk to his little brother, and he's going to get some stuff before he goes off to Peru. And Mirage sort of reveals himself to his little brother, not not that sort of way. He just sort of transforms. And his little brother's like, you know, who's this guy? And Noah's like, oh, he's someone I work with, you know, to Mirage. And Mirage's like, come on, dude, you've been inside me. And that was a good joke. Because oh. he's a car. He's yeah. been he's been inside him. Yeah. You see? Yeah, great joke. Good joke. I like that. It was a good joke. Good joke. But um I'm not gonna spoil anything. Some good stuff. There's a yeah. there's a there's a little teaser scene just before oh. the credits roll. Oh for where Hasbro are taking stuff next. What are they doing with it? I'm not gonna say it's sweet. No. There's also a mid credit scene. I don't know if there's a post credit scene. Because while the credits were rolling, they brought the lights up and then everyone left. And there was, you know, the um, the workers in the cinema? Yeah. They were doing that thing where they stand around the corner and keep looking over at you to make me self-conscious. And because so I was the only person... Google the after credits scene? After I just it? left. I don't know if there was another one. Let me have a look. There was it. one midway through. 
Transformers. No, because you spoil stuff. Rise of the Beasts. Post credit. You're spoil it anyway. What's your review? No one's saying. No, you're on your review now. Stop spoiling stuff. Um, Hitler. Hitler's not in the film. Anyway, you review something. Puzzle. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to review the uh, the better film that's come out in the last week or so. Uh, Across the Spider Verse. Miles Morales, Spider Man. Across the Spider Verse. I went to go see that movie. Optimus Prime's not in that. No, he's not. And, you know, all the better for it. Because he's dog shit. Anyway, so Spider-Man across the... Sp- Disrespect our Lord and Saviour. <laughs> Robot Jesus was Sandwich Wiki, so you're fucking wrong there. No, because Optimus Prime died and was resurrected. No, Sandwich Wiki died and was resurrected. No, he no, did he die, went to Robot Heaven! No, he didn't. He did in Transformers 2! He didn't. He went unconscious for a bit. He died, and he went to Robot Heaven. You don't go to Robot Heaven if you're just alive. You know that. You know robot theology more than I do. <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the, is the follow-up to the wildly... Well, I say wildly successful. The moderately successful Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which was the original film, uh, starring Miles Morales as a young man who gets the powers of Spider-Man um, through a similar similar situation as Spider-Man himself. He gets bent by a radioactive spider, given spider powers. Uh, sadly, Spider-Man dies and he has to take up the mantle. radioactive. It's not radioactive, no, but radioactive Spider-Man. It was genetically engineered. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well, you don't know that. Um, but anyway, so um, so yeah, Miles Morales is now the de facto Spider-Man for this, for this universe, the universe he's in. Uh, but we know from the last film there are other universes or universi as the singular goes. Um, we met a few of them last time. Uh, some of them aren't in this film. Spoilers. Some of them are. Um, specifically, we we spent a lot of time with Gwen Stacy or Spider Gwen as she sort of... Um, she's not Spider Gwen. She's Spider Gwen. She's Ghost Spider. Oh, she is Ghost Spider, isn't Spider-Gwen, she? Spider Gwen. They never actually call no, her Spider Gwen. That's her name. It would give away her identity. Yeah. Um, so so the story of this one is that, that Miguel O'Hara, who is Spider-Man 2099, yeah. has found a way to travel between dimensions. And he has started creating a gang of spider people from across all the dimensions to work together to try and save the universe. Because following Kingpin's kaleidoscope in the first film, that brought them all into into Miles Morales' world, there have been events all over the multiverse dragging villains in from other dimensions into oh. other realities. We get a really fun sequence with a uh, version of... Um, what's his name? Tombs. I can't remember his fucking... Eugene Victor Tombs? No, Tombs. Uh, Gravestone? No, not Gravestone. No, Tombs. Adrian Tombs is... Oh, the Vulture. Vulture, thank you. I could remember his human name, not his character. He get like a Da Vincian version of him come through. And he has his own animation style. And he's like graph paper or like parchment paper with sketch lines on it. Yeah. And there's like a really cool fight between him and and, um, and Ghost Spider and Miguel O'Hara, 2099, and also Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew's in this. Yeah. Yeah. She's pregnant as well. She's pregnant Jessica Drew. What? On a Cartoons can't have sex. They can. They can and they do. I've seen it. Um, so... Well, that Marge Simpson... Yeah, I've seen the Marge Simpson and Mo. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so basically all these spider people created a society 
But for some reason, Miles hasn't been invited. Despite the fact that he's quite a competent Spider-Man, he's doing very well, but he has encountered a new enemy who initially seems like a joke, but is actually a multiverse level threat, and that is the Spot. Mm. Now, what do you know about the Spot, Ant? I'm, you watched the 90s um, animated show like I did. Yeah, he's a lovable pup. He's soft and cuddly. And no, in, in the 90s animated show, he was actually quite competent with his powers. He's a little dog. What the fuck are you talking about? Spot. What? Spot. In Spider-Man, spot. the animated series, which I denoted before we started this conversation. You said the make, animated series. Yeah, Spider-Man, the 1990s animated series. I was talking about Spot, the animated. You're talking about Spot the dog. Yeah. Like Biff and Kipper, you've brought up something that no one's going to remember except for us. You're going to bring up the magic key now? Spot. Little yellow dog with a spot on him. I've had enough of this this fucking attitude from you today. Where kill? Spot. So anyway, so yeah, so um, spot. So I'm going to be thinking about the theme song. From- so 1990s Spider-Man, the animated TV show, the spot was actually quite a competent competent villain, and he had a white suit and a white mask, and it was covered in dots, and he could use those dots to open up portals to punch Spider-Man or like travel between places. And he was just, he was very well versed in his powers. In this one, it turns out that the spot was created in that explosion at the end of the first film. So Mars Morales has accidentally created what is so far his greatest villain. The spot. Dust spot. The police. Yeah. Um, no, he works with the police. This Spider-Man works with the police because his dad's a policeman. Mm. So he's like, he's like, yeah, he's working with the police. Fuck the police. Well, I think after the collider exploded and it turned out to be the kingpin and they caught him, I think that they're more happy to work with Spider-Man. What the fuck are you doing? Can you not? Can you not play that nightmare music? If you played that whilst making a cup of tea, no one would ever visit our house again. Be like, Wait, Get promise? Out. Yeah. Sweet, okay, I'm setting that up for later. I'm just going to make a cup of tea. I'm going gonna gonna to make, make live immune, though, by giving you sunglasses that don't affect her, you son of a bitch. Sun- How are sunglasses going to stop her? I've again? seen they live 50 times. I'll work it out. Anyway. Spider-Man, yeah, so Spot, um, in this, he is just sort of muddling his way through having these powers. He's not quite in control of them, but, like, he's learning more and more about them. It turns out he's the guy who had a bagel lobbed in his head in the first film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's- yeah. That's the same guy who got the spot powers. He was trapped in the testing room yeah. when everything exploded. And, and when bagels have to... a hole in them. Pardon? Bagels have a hole in them. Do you think that's what did it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Multi-level. And the bagel was radioactive. So, here's the thing. So, Miguel. Miguel O'Hara has... Gra- yeah, this go- two years in a row we've had a film that re- where a bagel plays a really key part in the plot. Yeah. Uh, Miguel O'Hara. So, he is Spider-Man 2099. If you know anything about the comics... He's the Spider-Man who didn't get bitten by a spider. He jabs himself and gives yeah, himself the genetic He wanted Peter powers. Parker powers. Yeah. So, um, in this... Dick. In this, I have a theory, which I'm going to come to at the end. I'm going to... It's like a little area where I go, this might be considered spoilers for people who haven't read comics. Um, but anyway, so Miguel O'Hara, he is Spider-Man 2099. He has Venom coming out of little fangs that he can bite people with. He has all the Spider-Man powers, except he doesn't have Spider-Sense. Anyway, so Miguel basically travelled between dimensions initially to find out if it worked. So before setting any of this up, he just travelled between dimensions. And he found a dimension where his doppelganger died, was stabbed to death. So he just took the body, scooted that out of there, and then jumped in and was like, hey, it's me, guys, dad! And like just took the family as if he was still alive. Yeah. Um, But we know that doesn't work from the events of the first film. 
of any film. Yeah. And any film that has had that as a plot point has never worked out well for The Time Machine starring Guy Pearce. But there's the anyway, whole plot of the first film was that... Yeah, displacing people doesn't work. Well, he has a watch that stops them from the jumbly bits. Did he go to a universe where the animation styles are same? Yeah, he made sure to do that as well. Okay. That is a key point. Um, anyway, so he took over this other person's life. And in doing so, basically broke what he calls canon events. And yes, they actually use the term canon events. Mm. It's like things that they need to make sure happen. Yeah. And it's a Doctor Who thing. Yeah. And so by doing that, he destroyed that universe. But he's acting as if the destruction of that universe came because certain events were avoided. But I think it's because his watch only works temporarily. And when you and your cells are equalized to work in that environment, the actual watch can't doesn't need to do anything with you. But the environment itself is still going to try and realign with your particles and your cells and your animation style. Even if there's only a tiny difference, insurmountable difference, it's still going to try and do what it was doing to the people when they entered it. So, you know, like white blood cells, you get a virus. And that yeah. virus goes, hey, guess what, white blood cells? Those blood cells, they're actually the bad guy. He goes, we're going to fuck them up. <laughs> and that fucks the world up. Sorry, there's a boxer. Anyway, so Miguel's taken this as any change where you prevent canon events from happening will cause the end of a multiverse. When in actuality, what seems to be happening is that the spots tampering with these interdimensional and, and untethered and mad, sort of mad, like shifting between realities is causing massive black holes to open in these worlds. Where he's literally just tearing the space of fabric and time oh. to travel between dimensions. And they're working on stopping those from happening. So, um, yeah, and, and Miles is caught in the middle of it because we discover, and this is already, you already told this in the original, in the original film because we see the spider do this, but the spider that bit Miles, the spider that had 42 on its back, actually came from the 42nd dimension. It wasn't from his world. And because they accidentally brought that over into this, into Miles' dimension, and it bit him, they didn't have a Peter Parker. Not only that, but he shouldn't exist. So by him existing, it's completely broken the any idea of a canon event. He is himself an anomaly that's alive and exists. So, Ma, so Miguel, obviously, sees him as the biggest threat. That's okay, just wait until Doctor Doom does some big universe. Yeah, wait until event. Doctor Doom does anything, let's yeah, face it. And then we'll merge the If he cuts himself shaving, there's a chance the world will end. Mm. Um but yeah, and it's really interesting. I thought it was a really nice because that is that you're given all the information that leads up to this film in that first film. You see the spider shift in and out after it bites Peter after it bites Miles. Mm. And like and Miguel is of the of the mindset that basically because Miles was created that's the only reason Peter could die. Otherwise, Peter would live on and fulfill his destiny as it's determined by the the whatever, you know. He never read all with Spider-Man. No, clearly he didn't. Because Peter dies at 15 in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, really interesting ideas. Really interesting com- concepts. I'm, I'm sure you've heard, like, it's a mixture of CGI, live action, hand-drawn. Just, it's all over the shot of animation stars. And it looks fucking phenomenal. Like every scene, there are different animation styles, different techniques used, sometimes different frame rates happening between different characters, and you never once get taken out of the film whilst watching it. Um, I will say that this should have... Yeah, but there's no Japanese Spider-Man in it. No, there isn't. I'm sorry, Anne. I was going to tell you that. There's no mecha. Why would you not get fucking 
um, freaking what's his face from Japanese Spider Man with his fucking Leopardon. Yeah. Jack Quaid's in this. Is he? As Boimler. No, he plays oh. he plays the Peter Parker that died in Gwen's universe. Oh. Yeah. You see that event unfold. Oh. It's actually pretty cool. Turn himself um, into a lizard. Yeah, yeah. He was trying Mr. So he lizard. knew he knew she was Spider Man. <gasps> and he was trying to basically make himself someone that could, you know, protect her as well as she protects him. But he fucked it up and turned himself into a lizard. Um really good film. Really incredible film. Like it's just phenomenal like I can see why this took so long it's five years it's taken to make this and like the level of effort that's gone into it there's a Lego universe yay there's like a little Lego segment that was done by the kid who redid the spot across the Spider-Verse trailer in Lego apparently it's like a very late addition to the film and it's all done by him it's really cool um, we've got we've got Donny Glover's uh, Donald Glover's Prowler he's in it for a mm-hmm. second he hasn't played the Prowler yet he does in this. Yeah, but he was only the uncle. Yeah, I know, I know. But he's like, it's indicated that he's like an alternate universe version of that character that did become the Prowler. Yeah. And he's just in a cage. And Miles is like looking at him. And he goes, I, uh, wait, a Prowler? And he's like, he's like, hey. And he's like, hey, um, I knew a Prowler. And he goes, oh. And like, Donald Glover just goes back to adjusting his gloves and stuff. And he looks back and he goes, you know, it's rude to stare, right? <laughs> and then I was like, sorry. And then walks off. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, the, the, the amount of spider people that are in this that are just like comics based, some of them are like a slight alteration to some of the comic versions. Um, Miguel being the biggest one because like Spider-Man in that universe normally just looks like Spider-Man, but in a slightly different costume. They've really like made him hench in this, which I think is something to do with that passage of time because there has been like quite a bit of time between the first film and this one. And also that that's represented on screen. Like there's a change, like mm. time has passed on the screen as well. And I Can think he's not? just, I think he's just Can made not? not not what. See the fucking look. look see that r- r- little rumble there. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. Was it an earthquake. Was it, was it an earthquake? Did we have an earthquake? Yeah. Did the yeah. earth move? Yeah. To the beat of my own drum. What might not be right for you might be right for some. <laughs> They're not doing the different strokes for you, June. Um, anyway, yeah, so Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, fucking incredible. Really, really good. Again, like, it's it's just, they've elevated it again. They've taken what was already a great concept, a great film, and, and in all honesty, like, you think about the stakes of that film until the very end, where, like, everything's travelling in and out of dimensions and going insane. Right up until that point, they're just going to fight Kingpin. And like some mm. of Kingpin's, Kingpin's fugs, like they outmatch them by quite a bit. <laughs> and then it gets to the end and it's like, oh yeah, the whole of reality's fucked up. Shit. Okay, right. We'll deal with this. And there's like a, just a massive, bright, colorful, like just mess and noise. It's amazing. In this one, you've got more of that, but it's, it's way more focused in the end. Like you've got, um, you've got all the spider people chasing Peter. Oh, Miles, sorry. It's in the trailer. Like the shot of them going through like the therapy session and stuff like that. And the amount of characters you've got on screen and like the whole idea of it. And what's really nice is that no matter how many how many Peter Parkers there are up against him or Miguel O'Hara's or Gwen Stacy's or Jessica Drew's, like Miles is just a kid kind of working on the fly and doing really well at it. Like some of the ideas that he has and he's not the best Spider-Man. Like that's kind of the key to the whole thing is he's not the best Spider-Man. It's just that he's just outside of everything they know. Like he's just he's just slightly off kilter for them, so they can't get a bead on him. 
So like some of the stuff, and like Peter has a really nice emotional moment with him. Gwen is like Gwen and, and Miles' relationship is like the emotional thread through the whole thing, and it's really sad that like you can see how she thought she was protecting him from some stuff, and then other stuff she needed to tell him but just couldn't find the way to do it. And then like you've got Spider Pig isn't in this one, Spider Ham, sorry, it's not in this one. Uh, Nick Cage isn't in this one as Spider Man Noir. Um, briefly, we get Penny Parker. What you, you? What's her? What's her face? Yeah, anime. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah. You briefly see her, <coughs> um, but she's just like, like she's brought in, sort of like trying to emotionally grab Ooh. Miles quickly. Maybe they killed Spider Man Noir. Maybe. Well, no, he appears at the end. Maybe they murdered. Spoilers. Spider-Ham. He does. He does appear at the end. Spoiler in the film. He just doesn't speak. But him and Spider Ham appear at the end. Nicholas Cage. You can't just get Nicholas Cage to turn up in your movie. You I don't know. think I don't think really having him in there would have added anything. Like it would have been it would have been fun to see him, but I don't think it would have added anything to the plot. Like most of the plot beats, like the really interesting stuff is between Peter B. Parker and and Gwen Stacy, like and Miles. Miles and his parents and their relationship and stuff is better in this one, and like where that's going is really interesting. But I just I I really like the idea that like Miles shouldn't exist, and because he exists, Spider Man doesn't exist in another universe, and maybe potentially we're going to see that soon. Sorry. Ben Riley in it, but I saw yeah, he ben was Riley. voiced by a different person who reads Peter Parker, and I'm like, shouldn't they be voiced by the same person? Well, Ben Riley? Yeah. Oh, because he's a different animation style. Yeah, so he's... it indicates that he's from a different universe from than Peter B. Parker. But then again, maybe Peter B. Parker is actually Ben Riley. I'm just maybe, saying. Maybe. Because Clones! I know loads of people. Actually, they probably closed that up in the comics, didn't they? The Clone Saga, yeah, they did. Jackal yeah, is. It was always meant to be like. Maybe the Jack was a fucking vicious villain when he wants to be. Like he mm. is like a properly fucked psychopath. But um I think the problem with someone having that like just completely and utterly evil and so focused on destroying someone's life and with the ability to clone them, it would be so easy to kill them. Is that weird totem guy in this film? Uh that's that's what I was gonna say. So that cunt. The spider he sucked. So for anyone who doesn't know, the Spider-Verse comic, the whole impetus of the comic is that there's <laughs> a bunch of vampires. Who feed off the spider people. Uh, and Miguel O'Hara obviously has these fangs. So I'm getting the feeling that he's playing Spider-Man. He stole the serum, killed that Spider-Man. Oh, no, he's... Or oh, what's his name? And Morlan. he's getting them all together. Morlan, isn't it? Yeah, Morlan. And he's getting them all together to basically make himself like a little feeding frenzy. To make himself like a little... Because uh, maybe he's got all the versions of himself waiting to feed on the Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Probably won't stand up to a giant mecha punching him in the face. Sure. No, they're immortal, those fuckers. You can't, mm. they can't be killed. Like, I think, isn't it Superior Spider Man? Could abandon them in a dimension as it collapses and they'll be stuck there. Superior Spider Man found a way to kill them. Mm. They're doing a new Superior Spider Man comic, aren't they? Well, he's in this. Uh, he's voiced by Alfred Molina. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, um, but yeah, like, I think Superior Spider Man is such an interesting character. Hello, Parker. I beca- well in my time in your body, a Spider Man. I fucked your aunt. <laughs> I fucked everyone, Peter. I fucked so many people. I'm gonna say it again: the power of the sun. <laughs> I think what they should have done with Superior Spider Man is every time he goes into a fight, he keeps trying to swing his tentacles, but he hasn't got he them. He has them. He hasn't got them as Superior yeah. Spider Man, has he? Yeah. Oh, that's not funny. I want him to just leave his arms hanging down at the side, and he thinks his tentacles are there, did and they're just, not. Did you just feel that earthquake? <laughs> What was that an earthquake? <laughs> Did it come from the? No, no. But yet, uh, across the Spider Verse, like of Tom Atkins, is fucking beautiful. Like it is incredible. 
I'll see it when I've got money. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it because it is just... Some of us have to save our money to go see the big multiverse movie this year. The fucking... Fl- I'm tired of the multiverse movie. multiverse movie is a big multiverse movie? The thing? Flash. Are you going to go see that? I watched a clip from it and it kind of was like... Uh, it's going to be bad, Ad. Uh, like, no matter what you think, it's going to be bad. You know it's going to be bad. I you just want to see Michael Keaton as Batman I know, but you, you're not going to enjoy it when you do. Hey, he has a big beard. And you want to get nuts. Let's, let's get, get nuts. That's the thing he said in that thing once. I know, 30, but he says it, he says it in an he interesting said it 30 way. 30 years ago. Like, this is a thing, right? Michael you Keaton. You dance with the devil on the pale moonlight. I bet he says that in the film. I really like that Batman film where Michael Keaton goes, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! <laughs> like, it's like a proper, like, yeah, he's proper energetic. And now whenever he says it, he goes, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Like, it just is like... That should have been like, um, I'm going to go to the shops. Is there anything you'd like? Yeah. That's how he delivers You want to get it. nuts? Let's get nuts. Oh, always Sunny came back. Uh, Tom Atkins for Across the Spider-Verse, by the way. Always Sunny came back, and in the second episode, they have... Because it's always... My favourite episodes of Always Sunny is where someone gets really horribly injured, and they're visibly, like, through the rest of the episode, a fucking mess. Like, Frank's broken nose in the in the Max Gay episode, <laughs> which is bleeding with blood. Um, but yeah, so there's an episode where Mac is very allergic to nuts, but they are talking about, like, defeating inflation and stopping the crisis and the way he's going to do that is like I bought this entire tin of fancy nuts from Costco and he's eating nuts throughout the episode and at first his lips just get a bit big and then his face gets big and then he's just struggling to breathe and just completely fucked and at the end of the episode he's Guys, he's got like a massive lump on his face and his neck. He looks like a fucking monster. And they're like, they're like, what's up, man? You want to go to the hospital? And he goes, nah, man, nuts. They're like, okay, let's get you to the hospital. Can we go by Costco on the way back? And, and Dennis goes, well, what's that? You want to go to Costco? Why do you want to go to Costco? Dee's like, he wants to get more nuts. He's like, more nuts. <laughs> Charlie, at one point Charles like let's stay over here I need a place to stay and they go well, we go over because I've got some fancy nuts I'm willing to give you because where, where, where'd you get those because oh you know around and Dennis is like he picked him out of a tree and then Max like fancy tree it's like oh the fanciest <laughs> it's incredible it's back baby yeah um, anyway I had a great time talking about always selling in Philadelphia um, okay, that's been critical. critical is that on Disney Plus now? I think so. It's on Hulu in America, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. If not, if you're on the episode. Usually they chuck them all on Netflix when it's done. Yeah. Like last series just turned up as soon as the show ended in America. If you want the most recent episodes, let me know. I'll put them on a hard drive for you. Watch them all when they're... Um, but yeah, as always, it's been episode 212 of Critical Apocalypse. My name's Matt. You're Ad. And they can find you at Mellow Gaming, Ant Spot Collection, Wild Wheels Hat, and LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. They can find me at Chris Apocalypse everywhere, including Xbox and PS, whatever, and whatever else. Who gives a fuck? Um, I'm going to keep playing some Diablo. Diablo! Diablo! Um, and potentially, Caught the Devil Lady. Oh. Lily. Oh. Sexy, sexy. Uh, uh, um, Try clicking on that.
But I think you have to click on any killer, so maybe if I right click. Oh shit. That <laughs> <laughs> could open the game in another window. It's <laughs> just crazy enough to work. Um, you'll find us in two weeks talking to get about more shit. Extraction 2, Jake Extraction 2. You're going to review The Flash. They come out on the same day, and you're actually going to spend money going to see The Flash. I I've got money, I'll go see it. Would you want to borrow some money? I'll give you money. You can, know, you can have money to go see it. How much is it to go see it? I don't know. How much is a ticket in Woking? Know. I don't know. I don't know what day I can go How see much it. is a ticket in Woking at for a movie? <sighs> like 13, 15 quid. Okay. But I'll have money. I'll give it to you in the store. I'll have money. All right. Um, and is there anything else you're looking forward to? Black Mirror's back? No. Any new Star Trek shit happening? Star Trek Strange New World Season 2 starts next week. Has it already started? No. Oh. Okay. Okay. Anything else happening that you're excited about? Any new games coming out? Pikmin 4? I don't care about other games. I've got Tears of the Kingdom. How far into Tears of the Kingdom are you on? I've played about 60 hours of it. How many hours have I played? I've played it a lot. Mm. i played too much. I'm going to watch the 1987 series Beauty and the Beast starring Ron Perlman and Linda Hamilton. Yeah. It's pretty fucking incredible. It's honestly, it's weird how big a budget this is. Like, it had a lot of money behind it. And I've had a lot of fun making jokes about there being a whisker technician. It has to be. We've <laughs> got whiskers. Someone's got <laughs> your Your stone-faced reaction to that is not is is not dissimilar from, from the amount of jokes that I've been making about. But like, of course. Of course, yeah. We've named him Steve, the whisker technician. Um, we've also, we've also imagined Steve's, Steve's utter devastation when he finds out that the remake, the CW remake in 2012 doesn't involve a cat man oh. and thus does not need a whisker technician. And any whiskers they do use will be CGI. <laughs> I don't think there is any whiskers in that one. No, there isn't. He's like a World War Two. No, he's like a, like a Vietnam or a rat guy. I can't remember. Um, alright, as always, um, Donald Trump's been indicted. Boris Johnson's not an MP. Is it my birthday? Is it, is it my birthday? What's happening? All good things. Um, as always, Trump is a self-confessed pedophile. Andrew Tate's a sex offender in multiple ways, including being a pedophile. That's what happens when he tries to nonce on little girls, isn't it? And also sex trafficker. How's that going? Oh, and Aidan Ross is a rapist, apparently. He uh, fucked his girlfriend while she was sleeping. Some streamer. I don't know, nice. He was saying he admitted to he admitted to sneaking one in while she was sleeping, which is rape. Not if Shut up, Ant. Don't start. Oh, I forgot, I forgot to review hub. Shiny Happy People. Yeah, well, that's your problem, isn't it? I've got so you much know. to review next episode. How am I going to fit it all in? Bonus round. The other day I found a DVD of a film called Stuck. <gasps> I've got that Blu-ray. Yeah, and I thought... The Brian Yusner film I'm pretty with sure Mina I've, Savari. I'm pretty sure I've seen that film on the internet. So where she's getting the washing from the tumble dryer, right? No, no, and no. She get, this she is a different kind of stock. And she's like, help me, brother, stepbrother. <laughs> do you want to borrow it? It's directed by Brian Yusner. No, I just, I just thought it was funny. Thing it's too. a really bad film. Have you really not seen it's Stuck? It's not a bad film. It's Brian, Brian Yusner. Have you seen Stuck? No. It's really bad. Brian Yusner. I know, but it's really bad. You've got to watch Faust. it. Do you want me to lend it to you? No. Please watch it. I've got it on Blu-ray. I've got a Blu-ray copy. Does it have any monster people in it? Yes. What? There's a car man. 
There's a car man. <laughs> There's a car man. A guy gets trapped in a car and becomes a car man. Huh. Do you want to borrow it? No. I'm going to bring no. you in your room. See you, bye. 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 I'm gifting it to you for your birthday. Must have, must have, I bought you Zelda and I'm giving you stuck. <laughs> now you just need something blue and you That's can marry a someone. sandwich. No, nah, it's not. You've not got another piece yet. Oh, I might have ordered... Might have won Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Bye. Bye.